0: say podcast. I am EJ Olson. I don't care about the intro because I want to talk about Switch. We're talk about Zelda. This is Nick Durheim. What is up? Let's talk about it. What's happening?
1: Well, we've had our Switches now for a week and a half. Has it been that long? Yeah, we've been, we've been on quite a renowned hiatus at this point, longer than ever before. Well, you've been you've been <laughs> totally sucked into Zelda. Yeah, to the point where I had my desk like torn apart and my computer sitting on the floor in a random corner of my room. And then with the express intent of rearranging my room so that I could have a better sitting area for experiencing Zelda on my TV. And then by the time I got that hooked up and playing, I was like, every time I had any spare moment, I was like, you know, I could put my desk down there. I could get my computers set up, but I could also be playing Zelda right now. So I had my priorities straight. It's true. And our only listeners, I'm assuming,
0: have also been playing Zelda. So they probably wouldn't have had the time to sit and listen to us talk about Zelda, plus spoilers and blah, 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 and whatever. But here we are. I don't even know where we're gonna go with this. Like I was telling you earlier, I had notes, things I wanted to go over, but I figured, fuck it, we're just gonna get here. We haven't talked at all since, I mean, so we got together launch night of the second, got our Switch to about 11.30, and then we went home, we played a little bit of little snipper clips, a little fast RMX, a little Bomberman. We have not talked since then. Uh, and certainly not since I have st- started playing Zelda, which was only like two days ago, really.
1: Right. You've sort of been an EJ and kind of not really been able to dedicate the time to actually start a long game like that. No, I've been very busy. I started it and it just didn't grab me
0: and it just didn't grab me. And I said, okay, everyone's talking about how this is the best game ever. And I will just have to buck up, spend one day just playing through it and just force myself just so I can, I can... Fairly evaluate it. Well, two days ago, I finally said, fuck it. I'm not doing anything today. I have all this work to do. I've got all these projects I'm in the middle of. Uh, I've got tons of homework to do. Don't get me started on how far behind I am in my current courses. But I, I said, fuck it. I'm not even turning my computer on at all today. That turned into, uh, what is it, six o'clock on the 13th? That turned into about 50. 50 hours without having turned my computer on which has felt really fucking great I've done nothing besides play Zelda and scan amiibos.
1: It's been great. That sounds real righteous Especially for you who finds it very difficult to find yourself engrossed in games like you were used to when you're younger
0: I, that, really hard to become engrossed in anything anymore just because it's always nagging in the back of my mind There's something more important. I should be doing right now Yeah, sense of obligation. I get that not that it stops me from spending my money with reckless abandon When it comes to video game and video game accessories. Chasing that dragon. Yeah, you know. So, Nintendo Switch. We don't need to do a hardware review here because everyone knows what the hell it is. Everyone knows what it does. But, let's give our thoughts. Let's talk about sort of our own personal experience. And I know our experiences between the two of us uh, have varied quite a bit. So I would say so. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that. Because I've had... I've had a really rough week with it. I think that's what kind of
1: hindered me from wanting to get into Zelda. Right. You've had an EJ week. You you got the you had the luck of the draw and got one of those kind of bunk switches that the few in the far have kind of complained about. Oh, the, scratching, the dock scratching up your stuff or the completely dead on arrival, stuff like that. You've, you've, you've experienced it all, I'd assume.
0: So there's obviously... A number of different things that could go wrong. There are like widespread Wi-Fi issues where the Wi-Fi chip just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. There are uh, orange screens of death, blue screens of death there. We've got the screen flicker with the weird lines going through it. That's what I suffered for a while. But just like a hard reset fixed that for you, right? It was really weird. Yeah, I don't know. because I saw that video, but with the flickering and stuff, I was like, that is, that's pretty bizarre. And I wonder if this has anything to do with it. I I bought several different Nintendo Switch cases because I wanted to kind of feel out what's going to work best for me, which accessories will I be able to fit, and will it all fit in my backpack comfortably, because I'm going to be taking this thing everywhere with me. I'm testing screens out, and I put the AC adapter, or uh, uh, testing cases out, and I put the AC adapter into one of the cases and zipped it up, and I think what happened was it was pressing real violently right into the center of my screen, because it, it was a really tight squeeze. When I, when I unzipped it, opened it all back up and turned my switch on, that's when the really dark colors started flashing. Oh yeah, yeah. Your, your screen did not like that. No, I was like, okay. And then it started getting these these sort of horizontal lines through it. And there was one really big line uh, on about a third of the way across the screen, uh, big vertical line, like a whole row of dead pixels almost. I was like, oh no. Oh no. Jeez. I had a fucking meltdown. I was like, Sarah, my goddamn switch is broken. It's broken and there's none anywhere in the world. What am I going to do? I reset it. It didn't <laughs> fix it. So I was thinking, oh my God, is the magnet in my folio cover? Because I have the little folio cover with the stand so I could like prop it up and play with the controller in bed. Mm-hmm. I was like, is the magnet fucking up the screen? Like, What's going on? So I did yeah, I did a full full power cycle, turned the whole thing off, let it sit for about 10 minutes, Turn it back on, and it's been fine since.
1: <laughs> who who really knows at this point? Nintendo's not saying anything. The people who broke down the Switch have no idea what's actually wrong with it. I mean, we kind of know what's going on with the Joy-Con connectivity issue, but beyond that, it's just nah. Well, even the Joy-Con connectivity issue, Nintendo
0: has basically said this is not a real issue. This is an isolated incident. We are we do not have widespread reports.
1: uh Yeah, but you know for a fact once they put out a different colorway of Joy-Con that. People are going to crack those open and discover, oh, the onboard antenna is conveniently placed a little bit differently on this set. Exactly. There's, there's not going to say anything. Yeah, which is, which is
0: infuriating. Uh, th- there have been a lot of issues. People have had really minor issues, and and did you, did you see the the banshee scream that the Switch was doing? There were a few reports of the Switch just emitting this insane high frequency like death rattle
1: great now we have haunted switches now too come on come on a week into launch and they're already being possessed by poltergeists and (laughs) other spooky spirits i wonder how much social media is playing
0: into into some of these reports and how it seems to be more widespread than you'd think it it seems that every time i log on to twitter someone is like oh i've got another another issue here and and there's a video or a, a clip or whatever and it's like dude I know this is bound to happen with new hardware, but it seems so varied and and sort of all over the map that it's
1: like, dude, quality control Nintendo? Well, I mean, you, you get a lot of horror stories with any hardware launch. It's just There's a lot more kind of moving parts with stuff that can go wrong with the Switch, having two controllers built in that attach to the console itself. There's a lot of points of uh, where a problem can occur and where people can experience a problem. And then they'll complain about it on social media, like you said. So everyone has a platform to complain about their thing that's happening. And I'm sure there's been myriad problems with other consoles. I haven't really been paying attention to console launches in the past, like, 15 years. Right, so right. what do I know?
0: Maybe it is a little overblown. And considering how many units have been sold so far, I guess, I mean, we don't have numbers, do we? I think we have North American or Japanese numbers, but not North American numbers.
1: Kind of tentative numbers, nothing <clears throat> like concrete as of now. They're kind of saying that the first two days they were outselling the first two days of any other console they've put out before in certain regions. So based off of that, you can kind of ballpark. Over. So that means over X amount in North America and then the UK, they posted numbers and in Japan, they posted numbers for a different period of time. So it's all like kind of varied. You don't really have a <clears throat> a good indication of how much it sold, but I would imagine it's been already well over a million. But I mean, that was kind of like what they, they uh, projected that they would have 2 million available in the first month. Right. So by all accounts, this is a a pretty solid, strong launch for March. Yeah.
0: Right. And well, especially for March, because I mean, you, you really only see the handhelds get launched in, in March. This is sort of new.
1: Yeah. Usually around this time, like the 3ds launched in February and that, that also experienced like, They sold out in their first month, but then had dismal sales until, you know, holiday that year, because there's nothing worth buying on it. And a lot of people are saying, okay, this this is probably gonna have a similar projection. So it's going to sell out. And then everyone who wanted a switch will have gotten one in the first month.
0: And for the most part, I think that's probably true. But again, the buzz surrounding this thing, not just on social media, but, you know, people I've talked to, I went to the store and picked up a pair of Joy-Cons and I had literally three people come up to me when I was holding this thing and were asking me about it. By no means did they seem like, you know, informed gamers who are like, oh yeah, the Nintendo Switch. You know, one guy was like, Oh my God, I saw the Switch. Have you been playing Breath of the Wind? And I'm like, Yep, been playing Breath of the Wind. <laughs> like like So people <laughs> who aren't informed but are peripherally aware and are impressed and curious, you know, and I know I wonder how much of this is like sort of a psychological thing where the fact that there aren't any available it's sort of causing certain people who wouldn't care about it normally to like, oh shit, I have to get my head on this thing.
1: Oh yeah, and that's definitely worked for Nintendo in the past. I mean, the whole zeitgeist behind the Wii and the reason why everyone wanted one was because it was constantly in the news as like the new hot thing. It was like the Tickle Me Elmo of t- 2006. Right. So the Switch, without ne- like nearly reaching the, uh, the lack of supply that the Wii had, I mean, the Wii had several issues for causing it to have lack of supply, not to like... But there weren't e- even any lasers available, like just producing the things. They couldn't, they literally couldn't make enough of them. It was selling millions every month. Like, But like the the Switch is made from mobile phone parts and there's a lot of those. I don't think so Nvidia, <laughs> when was last time Nvidia had like a shortage of supply. I don't know if they ever do, except for when they announce a new graphics card and they only make a hundred of them right. and they're all bought <laughs> up by people who want to make a better version of that graphics card. Exactly. Uh, supply, I think will be in much better control than prior launches, but having that kind of uh, attention from people who aren't necessarily traditional gamers who follow games media, that's nothing but beneficial for, for Nintendo. And that's a, a strategy that they've talked about incorporating and they've sort of been doing for the past 10 years with the Wii, with the Blue Ocean strategy of like, you know, if anyone who has a PS3 or Xbox 360 back then, they were going to get those, but they might also get a Wii or that person's uncle who doesn't play video games could get a Wii. But then, you know, also those are the people who are playing mobile games. And then are those people actually buying hardware dedicated to games? And we don't know that yet. I mean, we can kind of see that the 3DS has been pretty successful, not necessarily compared to its predecessor, Uh, but I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that the Switch is going to surpass the Wii U because the Wii U people just thought was just a big controller for the Wii that cost a whole lot. that That is not a joke.
0: I can't tell you how many people I actually know who thought that exact same thing. I had a friend who went out and bought New Super Mario Bros. U, thinking it was a Wii game, and then when the and they brought it home, and when we found out that no, that's a Wii U game. This is how I discovered the Wii U. I literally didn't know about the Wii U in in 2011. I didn't find out about the Wii U until like late 13. Didn't even know it existed. And so my buddy got this game and was like, "Oh, because we, we were a huge fan of uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii." Mm-hmm. Love that game, and so when we got New Super Mario Bros. U, we thought, oh, perfect, new game. That's what I find out. Wait, the Wii U is a different console. Like it's, it just it, we've been down that path before. It, oh, just abysmal marketing. They don't have that problem here. But what do you think of the actual hardware yourself? Now that you've had uh, a little over a week with it in your
1: hands, and and pretty much I'm assuming doing nothing besides working and playing your Switch, right? Pretty much, yeah. That's been my uh, that's been my loop for the past week. Is if i'm not working i'm sleeping or playing zelda i haven't actually gotten around to buying any of the other games like sniper clips or fast Max, cuz i will wait until i'm to a point where i would actually play them sure but we did we did play those the, that first weekend that we got our switches no oh, yeah and those are pretty enjoyable and i'll talk about them when we get to that but as far as the switch hardware itself it feels pretty good like it feels when you're playing it as a handheld it feels like a handheld Feels adequately like put together and like, there's nothing like wiggly or loose. It doesn't feel cheap. It feels very premium. Yeah, it feels like a quality product, which Nintendo has never done. Well, I mean, th- the DS Lite was
0: pretty sleek, but it was it still felt cheap. And in retrospect, especially compared to this, it's like this is like you know I know it's all plastic, but it, 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 there's something about it. That was my first reaction was this feels premium.
1: Yeah, I get I get what, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't know. The DS Lite never really felt too kitschy to me. And I even had like the original fat DS and that thing was like straight off of a prototype block. You know, that thing was just clunky and weird, but it was also indestructible. Like I, I dropped that thing down the stairs, hardwood stairs <laughs> and picked it up and it was still playing. I threw it at my neighbor's dog. It just... like, I think it left a dent in the stairs. I killed that dog.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God, but, <laughs> Those things are disgusting, but they were
0: built like tanks.
1: Right. And like there's already, you know, you can go on YouTube, you can find someone doing drop tests and it's sustains as much as you would imagine if not a little bit more uh like this seems a lot more akin to something like the vita or something like the psp as far as it being a tech device and At, not just like not like a mattel fucking gamepad like the surprise Wii thing was, like, yeah Dude, yeah that was rough but this thing it looks pretty cool like you it it's sleek detaching the joy cons
0: for that that first time that was as satisfying as you had helped it you spent months hoping it would be
1: right yeah felt pretty cool especially when the system is on, and you're going to click it back in. It plays a little switch noise that we're now like Pavlov, Pavlov, Pavlovian, pa, pa, Pavlov trained. Pa, you know.
0: Pavlovianly. <laughs> you say that. I'm leaving that in. I'm not cutting that one out.
1: Pa, Pavlovianly. Pa, pa, Pavlovlovianly. That's my favorite sandwich. Yeah. I hear that noise. My mouth waters because I'm expecting food in my dish.
0: <laughs> Shit. Uh, and I like how the, when you, when you, when you put them in. You see little, uh, little rails on the side, the digital rails on the switch as you slide it in and out and it tracks with the uh, joy cons <laughs> like this <is> really cute, <laughs> just that, that dumb crap like that just satisfies the crap out of me.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it has that kind of flair that Nintendo has with their UI and they've had since the Wii. Um, I, I was very disappointed when I went to the eShop and there was no music.
0: What's up with that? I mean, it seems like they threw the eShop together. 48 hours before launch. Like they were just
1: like, "Oh shit, we got this and here it is." Oh yeah, the whole thing seems like last-minute cramming to finally put something out, but at the same time it's not like it doesn't I mean, it lacks features obviously, but it's all effective. Like it everything just works. It's all quick. Like going from uh the game to the home like menu screen and then going to your album is all instant like You're not like waiting for shit to load, like with the Wii U, if you press the home button and then try to go like online to look at a guide or or something. Everything was just loading and loading and loading and I haven't had that problem at all with the Switch so far. Yeah,
0: I think this is sort of the perfect amalgamation of everything Nintendo has done right with their own UI. The sound effects are wonderful. Have you gone to your friends lists? The little little, little Twitter sound. (laughs) Sounds like Animal Crossing. Oh my god, I was thinking that exact same thing. So much of it really does. Even in Zelda, and we'll get to this, but there are moments in Breath of the Wild that I'm like, this is so Animal Crossing to me, and I like I get this weird momentary nostalgia for a game that is wholly unrelated to the experience I'm currently having. It's
1: really weird. It's part of the N- Nintendo Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh my god, dude, they get in your brain. They gotta put Animal Crossing in the Zelda timeline. But have you seen the fucked up Zelda timeline? Like That could probably fly. Oh dude, it's gross. They should have never done that. I mean, there's no world in that in which that's a good idea. It made sense with the branching timelines because of Ocarina. Like it made, it it- made sense that, you know, Aonuma put all the games he didn't actually work on into the bad timeline. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> kept them, kept them you know, segregated from the real works. Well, it only makes sense. It's like all the villains from some of those like the Game Boy games. Well, that's different because those were, you know, made by a different company. But right.
0: No, yeah, I think the the switch, it feels good. It, like I said, it feels premium. The Joy-Cons feel pretty good for what they are. I need to get this in my hands now just to-
1: The clickiness on the buttons. I was very No one had mentioned that for some reason. Everyone was kind of comparing it size-wise to the 3DS buttons, but there is a click to it that reminds me of like the Game Boy Advance SP or the OG uh, DS. I mean, these are literally new 3DS buttons. I haven't played new 3DS, so my, my, my 3DS, like the 3DS XL that I have, it's it's squishy buttons. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. ooh Not okay. Yeah, I,
0: I love the, the tactile response is, is top-notch. You know, the, the thumbsticks feel pretty good for what they are. You know, at first, uh, I was trying to play this in handhold mode, and I said to myself, this is like a critical design failure.
1: This is... This is a miserable experience handheld in every way as far as location cuz that was your that was your initial gripe when I they first showed it that you were worried about the location of them right and then i think you mentioned that while playing it a little bit that you didn't like the the reaching for the right thumbstick or the just the location of it you felt like it'd be weird to grip has that been an issue for you at all or so the first week or so i i played it for about 45 minutes before bed every night and
0: I was using my folio cover propped up on my chest with the pro controller mm-hmm. in my hands and because I just I couldn't play it handheld the trying to get on the triggers if you had to use the triggers for anything especially anything uh, that required sort of instantaneous response just impossible. yeah moving uh, moving your thumb down while keeping a comfortable grip you know with the with the, the base of the joy con seated in your palms. And your fingers wrapped around the ZL and ZR buttons. Um, you, you literally just cannot get to that thumbstick. So after using a little bit more, I've gotten used to sort of using the bottom half of my thumb underneath the joint to control that bottom stick, which is really unconventional and probably not the way they intended it. But it almost works for me.
1: Do you usually use the tip of your thumbs? Because normally for me, I'm like, I kind of vacillate between the two. I, I'm probably closer to the, the, that thumb joint than I am just the tip of it. Well, I mean yeah, like I think depending on, on what controller
0: I'm using, it's either the, the top end, the tip, or sort of that broad side, but it's all above the joint. Like I'm literally I wish you could see this. Um I don't know if you can. You see how I'm I'm using that stick? Oh yeah, you're using like the weird fatty part, like right above the padding. <laughs> yeah, like and way da- way down there. And it, it almost works for me. But I, I don't think that's that's done well. I think it would have made more sense to have the analog stick where the face buttons are. Hmm. Um Oh, man, that I'm, I'm looking at, I think that would have made way, way more sense. It is what it is. I know it's all about, oh, well, they needed to make sure the Joy-Cons were both, you know, you you have one and two player controls or whatever. I think a simple fix to this would have just been adding sort of an angle almost. And maybe it would not have been the sexiest device, but if they would have fanned those out ever so
1: slightly. Yeah. And I think that, that that is possible in the future. There's a lot of room for what they can do at Joy-Con in the future. Right. Like... It just literally just attaches to the side of your console there's there's so much you can do with that. I have seen mock ups and like like we've talked about before with the the leaked blueprints right or what have you with the talking about like oh the prototyping uh for the switch with the the grip that had angled slots so that when you did put it in it would have it see at a more comfortable like forty five degree angle that you see on the pro controller right or on you know conventional controllers from Xbox and playstation and I could see that happening but As far as the symmetry, I think that was their. That's like a big pillar for what they want to sell the Switch for, in that it's two controllers that come with the console, which you don't see anymore. It's very, very centric to the to the idea behind the the console itself is having a couch co op machine. I understand the reasoning behind it. And I'm not even disputing that. I just think it was the wrong decision.
0: I think in a lot, based on what I'm seeing on the internet. That's fair. I had to say, I just have bigger complaints to the Joy-Cons than the stick placement. Sure. And as a handheld, though, this, this really does work and it works better. Despite my grievances, it works infinitely better than, than the 3DS. The circle pad was a, just such an ill-conceived piece of trash. <laughs> the circle pad fucking sucks. In every way. So this is an insane leap forward. So I really can't complain. I I just, it takes some getting used to. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. I still think the Vita is probably the most comfortable handheld in that respect. Despite its very tiny thumbsticks. Uh, Mm -hmm. For what it is, I think it works really well. And I can't tell you, I know on prior pods we talked about how if Zelda runs better on uh, handheld, I'm going to only play it handheld. And I've definitely walked back on that. Now, just the convenience of having it on my TV and playing with the Pro Controller. Like, the Pro Controller's a must. And I'll get to the Pro mm. Controller in a second. But I can't take for granted how nice it's been. Uh, like like yesterday, I played for about four hours sitting on my couch. And Sarah got home, and we she wanted to watch a show out in the front room. So I just, boom, pick up my Switch, grab my Zelda Amiibo, and I spent about two hours on the couch with her resetting my clock and grinding my Zelda Amiibo for rare loot. And I was like, I can just do this now. I can just, I'm sitting on the couch. I don't have to really be paying attention. I can just have this thing on my lap and I'm just doing this for two hours while we're watching something where, you know, it just, the little quality of life, the convenience factor is really nice. I'm curious to see how this is going to work when I actually take it to public. I'm going to take it to school tomorrow see if I have some free time to whip it out and and just sort of get that experience. Mm. Uh, I take it you have not really fucked with it in handheld mode at all.
1: I've played it maybe a grand total of three hours in handheld Is that, has that been away from home or, or yeah, I haven't played it in handheld at home because when I'm at home, I have it plugged into my TV and I'm playing on my TV. Sure. Fair (laughs) enough. But playing in handheld mode, definitely like the, uh, since the sticks are smaller, the travel distance is shorter. I change the, like the options in Zelda. You can change your camera speed. I definitely bump that back down to normal where I'm playing it in very fast with the the pro controller. Oh, really? Because I don't have as much, um, fine tuning for that. Right. Like using a bone arrow when your your camera speeds that fast on the, the the handheld mode is almost impossible for me. So I I just don't fuck with it. Um and then as far as um button placement it goes, like the minus button is a huge pain. Oh yeah. You have to like move your entire hand to jump over that thumbstick. Yeah, that thumbstick is a huge barrier huge. <laughs> to pressing that button where the plus doesn't have that at all because there's flat buttons in its way, so it's easily surpassed. Um, and then my only suggestion for how that could be changed is if they move just the entire setup down, like maybe half a centimeter, just so you have a little bit more travel space to get to that minus button, which you actually use like fairly often in Zelda, which has been my number one use case, but I don't know if that's extremely necessary and you don't really see the, the plus or minus or start and select buttons as being intensive to many games not even to zelda it's just like a minor annoyance right Uh, that's definitely something i've noticed and
0: you know it's it's not a deal breaker it's not like you're in the middle of combat and you're fumbling for that minus button Mm -hmm. and it fucks you up like uh like i said i've had more difficulty with those uh zr zl and just trying to wrap my fingers around that and making sure i have all four fingers up there on my triggers but also being able to jump from my
1: thumbstick to my face buttons. Are you one of those people who uses all four on the on the triggers? I
0: mean, it it, it
1: depends. Oh, don't do that. What don't do you mean? not do that to me. What I don't do you... want to think about that. That's wait,
0: what freaks do. Wait, wait. <laughs> one f- one finger on top. You use your ZL and ZR with your pointer fingers?
1: Yeah. When are you ever using both triggers at the same time? Oh, I have to pick up my switch. That doesn't feel... Then you have your middle finger, your strongest finger, on support underneath that lip.
0: It just depends. On the it back. Just, it just depends on the game. I guess you're right. When I'm doing handheld, I guess I'm not, I can't,
1: I can't do, I can't do them all. I mean, then it makes it more like the 3DS where you just have one finger on top. Yeah, I guess that makes sense from a handheld perspective, but. That's why you, that's why I play with the regular controllers too is I just have one on top because that's, I don't know, the index fingers is what, what matters. And that's true. That's, uh, it, it,
0: just, it, it It feels so foreign in a lot of ways. Like it's just, it's not quite right. I don't want to say it's half-baked because I, I think a lot of care really did go into this and they tried to get they try to get everything as right as they could without sacrificing uh,
1: anything that they wanted to accomplish, you know? Right. Yeah. This is definitely a console that's built on compromise. Um, the screen, I've got some issues with the screen.
0: Obviously, I understand they didn't want to go with glass, not only from a cost saving perspective, but also this is going to be a kid's device more often than not. And you can't have a glass screen that's going to shatter if it gets dropped. So they went with a plastic screen that will not crack, will not shatter.
1: Um that thing will be indestructible. And for that I'm totally fine with like if I get scratches in my screen, I can I can put up with a lot of scratches before I want to replace it. I can't put up with a crack. Sure. And that's that's fair. In my experience, depending on the crack,
0: I've had a lot of cracked iPhone screens. Big scratches annoy me way more than a crack does. A hairline crack, whatever. Obviously, a shatter screen is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Um cracks are a little easier to hide than than a big gouge at the front. Uh but here's the thing get a screen protector. It's a totally not... It's a total line issue. If you do not have a screen protector on this, either you don't give a shit about playing it handheld, or you deserve to have a scratch. Because I just... I look at this thing, this fragile piece of technology, it baffles me that, that someone wouldn't put a screen protector on it and then complain that they got scratches. Like, even if the dock is the one scratching it, which which apparently is a really, really rare occurrence, obviously the first two days we heard that, oh, don't put it in the dock without putting a felt cover on it. Like... But apparently that's really, really rare and not as many people are experiencing that as... And then thought. Nintendo
1: could have avoided that if they had made their docks with any sort of structural integrity. Because oh, it's happening a lot. I've seen, I've seen pictures where the, the dock has been pinched, which I, which I would imagine is happens from shipping. Right. Because it got bumped or, you know, FedEx or UPS is throwing them around like the light trash that they are. But they're very, very susceptible to getting bent inward than just a subtle... You know, difference in that is enough to scratch up your screen, which luckily it looks like most of the scratches that do occur are happening on like the bezel. Right. So it's not really impeding your, your view of the game you're playing, but it's still it's annoying, especially you, you just bought a $300 device and it's the use case that it's being sold to you to be capable of doing is causing it harm. Uh, that's
0: troublesome. It, it is. And again, it's frustrating that Nintendo's only response has been. Well, this has been pretty rare, and we're, we're gathering information, so please, you know, come forward if you have anything to say about it, but yeah, this isn't an issue that uh, most of our customers are experiencing, and it's like... And to be fair, that is
1: definitely true.
0: It just seems like a really... it just... Most companies would come out and say the right thing, where they would they would say something similar, but also, you know, we're going to make it right with our customers, and we have X, Y, and Z. It's like, Nintendo is all about pleading the fifth. They basically stop one... one Stop short of saying, we don't care. But they said something, and that, that is rare for them. That's true. Here's what frustrates me. When, when the night my Switch started going haywire, and I was thinking, this is it. I got to go exchange it. Oh, but I can't, because Best Buy doesn't have any, and Best Buy won't get any in stock. They said $2 million for the month of March. I won't be able to get another Switch until at least April, and even then, there's still going to be a rush of people who didn't get one. It's going to be months before these things are, are regularly available. And that's that's
1: almost every launch also. Not so much lately. Xbox, PS4 didn't have that issue. PS4 had, availab- had availability problems at the, at the start, mostly for like controllers, but I mean, you, you were a little bit hard pressed to just walk into a store and get one. I, I am recalling differently, at least in our
0: neck of the woods, I was able to go out two weeks after launch and they had literal stacks of them because uh, I initially got my PS4 right after launch and then I returned it immediately. <laughs> but... When I realized Best Buy is not going to have any more of these in stock, I went on Nintendo's website and said, okay, I've got to send this in for warranty replacement. That's my only option here. I want to play Zelda, but I don't want to wait two months to exchange this. And I don't want to put all this work into Zelda and then get a new one in a month or two and then not be able to transfer my saves because Nintendo, what the fuck? What
1: the yeah, fuck? I, I, I sincerely hope they remedied that in the future. So even if you do send in your, your console and they fix it and send it back... Then nine times out of ten, it's going to be a system restore, and you're not going to have any of that data anymore. And you can't even go in and like transfer your save data to a micro SD, which it technically like it should be able to hold save data. But there's but there isn't uh, the detailed memory management to allow you to do that. And I don't think you can even uh, transfer game data, like just actual games you download, onto a micro SD. Yeah, you've got to archive archive the game so it keeps the save and the system memory, and then you delete the game and reinstall it. So at least you can keep the memory somehow, kind of, right. but just not if you destroy the thing. <laughs> That's one of Nintendo's
0: like, well, we didn't want users to be able to put the save data on the memory card because the memory, you know, or the SD card is more susceptible to corrupt, uh, more prone to being lost. So to to, to keep our... Our users' data secure. We ensure that they can only use it on the system memory itself, and that's like hand waving. It just it's fucking bullshit, right? Yeah, this is too much work, and they don't want to. They don't want to do it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Nintendo's website has nothing about warranty uh, uh, or repairs. They, hmm. they, I went on. I scoured the website. I tweeted at them. I checked forums. There's no way to actually RMA my unit, which is. Uh, baffling there's nothing i could do i they sent me through the whole process i started filling the sheet out and it sent me to a form and said did you troubleshoot please try troubleshooting before you uh before you continue well okay i troubleshot troubleshot the entire process went through every step oh did i power cycle the fucking device yes you fucking mongoloids i power cycled it did you make sure to
1: move your aquarium (laughs) yeah dude can
0: you that's i mean say no more that's that sums it all up did i move my aquarium
1: I actually did have a problem with uh, my aquarium in which I, I would place my Joy Cons directly inside the aquarium and I no longer had any signal.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> <Nintendo>, baffling. <laughs> Nintendo is literally like one more bad PR move away from like asking customers if they tried setting it to Wumbo. Like, all right, SpongeBob, you no, know, I've done everything I can to try and fucking fix this thing. Uh, and now I'm coming to you. I'm doing all those things again. I get to the end of the fucking thread and that's it. There is nowhere to actually. Uh, request a repair uh, and go any further and that on top of the uh, 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 shortage of stock it's I mean luckily the screen sorted itself out after after turning it off for a few minutes and then turning it back on everything seems to be working fine I've had no issues in dock mode other than the other night uh, the thing's been getting very hot like almost uncomfortable to the touch in my right hand after playing for an hour or so and the fan is like a fucking jet engine it's literally louder in my hands you know three feet away from my face. Then my computer is uh,
1: about five feet off to my right. And my computer is a fucking tank. Well, your computer has bigger fans and bigger fans are quieter. So that, that doesn't really mean anything, but I know what you're trying to say. I have had, I've heard my fan once now and that was when it was docked and it was during like a quiet part in a scene where there wasn't any music happening. Right. So, and as far as you saying the, the hot thing, like when you were saying it was hot and you had me hold it, like, that didn't feel hot to me. Like, that, that was mildly that was warm. Way, yeah, that was like mildly warm. And that's the hottest my Switch has gotten.
0: It, it was getting uh, like uncomfortable to the point where I had to put it on the kickstand and take the Joy-Cons out for a while. Because after two hours of holding that thing, my fingertips were like uncomfortable. And it's just on that right side, which I'm assuming that's the battery. Yeah, I think so. Um, if you're looking at the back of it, that's the left side. Right. Yeah, that's where the battery's at. Yeah. So curious that that's, that's the hottest part of the unit. The uh, the cpu's not heating up and i guess the heat you know dispersal is pretty solid there and you can feel that warm air blowing out of the top it's i mean i dock, when it's docked i don't mind the fan noise like that's that's to be expected but in handheld when it's spinning yeah, like if you that you have like a launch, if you have a launch ps4 then you know what, what fan noises are <laughs> oh dude that thing i mean in in every few months my ps4 will go through a phase where all it does is just sound like it's trying to take my head off and then it'll it'll just fix itself and i won't hear it for months and it'll go through a phase again where it's just, <sighs> dude, it is so loud. It's like you're in a, it's like you're in a uh, freeway underpass. Sounds just, like you're in a wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But those are those are minor gripes, you know. But of course, every little thing that happens, it freaks me out. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be the end of my switch, and I'm going to be totally fucked here. I'm going to lose all this progress. And now that I've actually put in time and energy and kind of gotten into Zelda, if something happens, dude, oh, you would
1: be. You'd be banished. You would never play that game again. I I literally... That might be the end of it. To be fair. Didn't that happen to you in Skyrim? Didn't you actually have like a corrupt game save or mm-hmm. you had to start over?
0: Um, Yeah, that was actually my second playthrough though. So it hurt less. But but you understand the loss. So here's the thing. <laughs> a little bit. When that happened though, that right there... <laughs> How long did it take you to re- restart? <laughs> so I played through Skyrim the first time. Beat it. Loved it. And then I moved. Uh, about a year later, I started playing it again. And that's when I had that game-breaking save after countless hours into it, and I couldn't progress in the story, and my whole game glitched out, and it totally fucking sucked. That was the catalyst for me building my very first gaming PC. Literally, the reason was, I am fucking done with this console bullshit. I said I'm fucking done with these buggy-ass piece of shit Bethesda games that I have no control over, and that on a whim, it'll just stop working, and tens upon tens of hours of my life has now been completely wasted. Welcome to the Console Crusade podcast. Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) that is the reason I bought Uh, And build a PC uh, explicitly for Skyrim. And I don't regret it. Still have that PC. Still a a real nice machine. It's a nice relic. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm not using that PC anymore. But real nice. Luckily, like I said, everything's fine so far with the Switch. Besides a few scares. And And the friend codes. uh, They got friend codes. Pretty pretty frustrating. It's cool that there's the integration with the Nintendo Nintendo account. Mm.
1: uh, So you can find people that way. Uh, Of course, there are no online games. I hope that gets more... Everyone hopes that it gets more fully fledged. Who who the fuck knows what is happening on the pipeline. There's been nothing to indicate any positivity. No. <laughs> just the slight ease of me seeing you popped up as like a recommended friend. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. We were friends on Mutomo. Right. I, I thought like the one thing I was like pleasantly surprised and I thought was cool was just being able to screenshot and then share it to twitter or facebook like that was pretty seamless and pretty like painless yeah, nice. that Set up. i haven't shared anything to social media but i've been
0: snapping things occasionally when there's something uh, uh particularly interesting a uh, couple things i need to ask you once we start talking zelda in just a few minutes here mm. uh but i've been screenshotting these things with the uh, express intent of uploading the twitter and asking all of you guys about them because i'm like what is this what is this crazy thing uh there are elemental dragons nick have you seen the elemental dragons I've seen all three. There are three of them. There aren't four. I've seen two. I've seen the fire and I've seen the electric guy. I think there's only three. Dude, Shenron, dude. Freak me the fuck out. I was way up <laughs> on this cliff and the thing literally like I, I tried to jump on it. I was so close. I tried to jump on it, but I was just a little too low. Should we inject a spoiler
1: alert before we <laughs> stop right into we that? Will, we will, we will, because I will. feel like that might be. What do you mean? We will? Like, are you doing post? <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold spoiler. on. A couple things I still want to complain about the
0: switch. All in all, my initial impressions, like that night we got it, was that this feels so quality. I'm so happy to have my hands on this thing. This is the future of video games, and that I I do believe. Yeah, I, I believe that totally. Yeah, we're gonna get to a point where the technology is gonna be so powerful. And as we see diminishing returns in, in, in power, like, I've been saying that. I know, I know, I know. you're finally
1: agreeing with me.
0: <laughs> we're not there yet, and I think that's going to be a hindrance to the Switch when we're talking about mass appeal. That's going to be an issue. When we're talking third party, lack of power is going to be an issue. We're getting to the point, the fact that in this little device, a fucking APU, the size of, I mean, it's the size of a post-it note. And that thing is 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 essentially a souped up Wii U, which was a souped up Xbox 360. I know, I guess we're talking hardware that goes back to 2005, 2004, but still, that's impressive. Like that that is really old tech, but the, consider what the Xbox 360 was doing 4 years ago. This is probably the most cutting edge thing Nintendo's done in the past 20 years. Yeah, it's pretty amazing all things considered. Obviously, even playing Zelda, the jaggies are unreal. Like this thing you know, anti-aliasing is not a thing on the Switch. It just it, it just doesn't have the CPU power. You can't do it. Uh, so you're you're getting a lot more of those jaggies and sort of the wonky effects, uh, and, and you're seeing the seams a little bit. But I'm playing this thing in handheld mode. I'm like, I can't believe this is a this is a freaking handheld game, dude. Like it's it's a it's really amazing. And and you know me, I'm a total graphics horror. But even that, I'm able to forgive.
1: Handhelds a different it's a different realm. You forgive a lot more when you're holding it in your
0: hands. <laughs> it, it, even on the TV. It's, it's not as noticeable as I thought with the Jaggies and the in the, the
1: wonky it shadows. Never, it never is. It's only when you're watching a video and you're not the one controlling it. That's when you really see it and you really see how bad it can be. But when you're playing it, it takes a lot more to actually pull you out and be like, oh, damn, why is the frame rate so bad? I wish it wasn't raining. The frame rate is pretty abysmal at times. It drops to yeah, like that's pretty rough. 10,
0: 15. Yeah, 15. Like really bad. Uh, but... but Sometimes it's like uh, in the Korok forest, it was particularly bad. Uh, If it rains in a really dense area, it gets pretty abysmal. But usually there's no rhyme or reason to why it it chops. And you can be in a a dense area and have no issues. And then suddenly you're in the middle of a desert and uh, a bokoblin jumps down and it's like the whole thing fucking freezes.
1: I would imagine it has something to do with the, the physics engine and what is actively having physics applied to it and how it decides how all that happens. It's all behind the scenes stuff. But I mean, rain also affects that and that right. you're less capable of climbing. So that then kind of trickles down and affects the the frame rate. If this were Sony or Microsoft or any number of
0: third party uh, uh, developer, I'd have pr- I'd be pretty confident that in the next month or two, we'd have performance patches and that most of the performance bugs would be completely eliminated. You know, if, if this if this were a Sony launch I, 30 or 60 days from now, they'd find a way around the, the frame rate drops. This is Nintendo though. I don't think that's coming. I think
1: the way the game runs right now is the the way it'll always run. I think that depends because I've heard people kind of bandy about, you know, theories that the uh the performance issue is not necessarily inherent in the game and that it's more akin to it's it feels like to them that it has this uh it has a resolution hike when you have it docked. Right. But it might not necessarily be getting the GPU boost that would be associated with it being docked. Like it's not actually um, upclocking and running at a higher performance and that the frame rate issues are more noticeable when it's docked because of that, which I think might have some merit. So we might see that in uh, a patch in the future. Somehow. I hope so I hope so. I saw that, that,
0: uh, Nintendo just unlocked like 25% more. There's like a boost mode for developers to take advantage of, mm-hmm. uh, gives them 25% more GPU power, which is pretty significant. Um,
1: but also I read something about the Wi-Fi causing performance issues. Yeah, who knows? This is like it just came out. So right. bugs are more apparent when you have a use case or like a, a user base of a million people versus however many people they had in their quality control.
0: All things considered though, I'm very happy with this device. This has been an overwhelmingly positive almost well, say overwhelmingly positive experience. It's been a really great experience and I I'm really glad I have this. And you know, everyone I know who's playing Zelda right now is playing on the Wii U. I'm really glad mm. we're not playing on the Wii U. Yeah, I
1: don't know anyone who's playing on the Wii U, so well I mean tangentially i know uh andrew bought zelda for his sister and apparently she hasn't even been playing it because she wants to wait and get a switch and get the on switch oh god (laughs) so i mean i don't really know what like performance wise how it's any different i know they they cut a bunch of like the the touchscreen features on the gamepad which is weird like they they hobbled the one of the biggest selling points that differentiate it presumably to you know sell the hardware trying to push the switch sales more but i don't know that's just like minor anecdotal things what, what do you mean uh touchscreen features you mean the one thing you can do with
0: the touchpad which is name your horse
1: no like uh the, originally you could you could view the you know when you press minus and you pull up the the sheikah slate sure that was just always available on the gamepad before and that you could touch the touchscreen and place markers place stamps and stuff Oh like on the demos,
0: like E3 demos and stuff, you could do that? Yeah. And they ca- oh wow. So they actually like dialed it back. Yeah. To make it
1: more in line with the experience you'd get on Switch. Which I guess makes sense. Which is weird. But then like in the DLC, one of the, the vague points that's in like one of the, I don't know if it's in the summer or the winter release, but it's something about map features. So who the fuck knows what we'll that see is? See what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I means so you could finally touch the screen, maybe? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh well so uh, let's roll into Zelda here. One quick thing I do want to mention: the Pro Controller. When I first got my hands on that, I said, "Holy shit, this is my favorite controller ever." Oh well, recency bias is uh, is a real thing. And also, you, no no controller is your favorite controller ever. Oh, GameCube is my favorite controller ever. <laughs> but
1: even then, that's not even a great controller. I wouldn't use it today for a lot of modern games. No, no, because the D pad's inaccessible. The C stick is a weird. It's too firm for some reason, and it doesn't match. Like, there's no way to grip it, really. Yeah. And there's no second, like, left bumper, and there's no select button. Like, there's... It, it's missing out a lot of things. It feels the best, but it isn't the best. Considering the experience we needed it for, like, that's my favorite controller of all time. Like, the Wavebird. Yeah,
0: amazing. Yeah. Nostalgia um, uh, nostalgia. But we digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the, the Wii U Pro controller, initially, when I was just, just feeling it, I was like, great heft, um, nice width wonderful sticks yeah the switch pro controller um, you said wii u so oh fucking they're the same thing
1: well um, i mean you true. just said great heft so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true the wii u pro controller uh was was light as a feather you lose it in a strong breeze i threw that at the neighbor's dog and the dog ate it so the the the, the, the switch pro controller i thought the sticks felt very uh very nice the material was, was solid uh and when i first got my hands on it i said dude these might be my favorite sticks ever like I might be buying a bunch of these and, and replacing my three sixty sticks with these or my Xbox One sticks, because we found out in the teardown that they're probably interchangeable. They're using the same the same mechanism, uh, same shape and everything. So you should be able to theoretically pop them on. No big deal. After I used the controller a while for Zelda, I started experiencing like severe hand cramps in both my hands, and I tried to sort of suss out what it was that's causing that. And I got my my ps4 controller and i got my xbox one controller and i just used them all and switched and was trying to figure out what what it is and i'm not exactly sure i think part of it is the shape that my hands take and when i'm holding forward on either of the analog sticks my hands aren't just resting on the controller i'm having to sort of hold the whole controller and hold all five of my fingers like in place and then move my thumb i don't know if
1: i'm i'm, I'm describing this accurately i understand uh, saying it seems like you're you're like pinching your entire hand To do a simple movement where it just means moving your thumb for a normal person. (laughs)
0: Right, right. It's really unnatural and it's something I've never experienced with a controller before. I've had this issue with
1: computer mice. You know what I think? I think you should take your middle finger off of the triggers and just use your index fingers (laughs) so you're actually holding a controller like a normal human. (laughs) Well, fuck you. Most of the time (laughs) when I'm with Zelda so far, I actually
0: don't have any hands on the triggers because I've just been exploring and I'm trying to be comfortable and, you know, Three hours of just holding the analog stick forward, I think, would be sort of
1: cumbersome, and and and, and I don't know, I'd grow weary of that with a normal and controller. To be fair, you've been holding forward a lot more than most people would with their experience with Zelda, because you've been like mainlining the towers and just getting the map unlocked. One more one, one sec here. We wanna we want to issue a formal spoiler alert. So Leaf, if you haven't made I get to copy paste this in front of the Zelda sp- or the the Dragon spoilers too. Oh, that's not really a spoiler, is it? I mean, I would say that's more of a spoiler than some of the story stuff. It's more of a spoiler than say, spoiler alert. There's Kakariko Village in this game. I think I mentioned that earlier too. Yeah, you did. So like, some people want to experience that fresh. Okay, so maybe I'll put
0: I'll I'll put spoiler in the title. But like now, we're gonna possibly get into real spoilers. Not too
1: much, I hope, because I haven't seen too much. But and we have different things that we could spoil each other on, and neither of us have experienced the entire game. Exactly.
0: So. That's why it makes some of these open world games is really difficult to talk about because it, you you could put hundred hours in, and everyone's experience is different.
1: Right. But that also makes it more fun to talk about because I can be like, have you tried this thing? You're like, no, What is that dude? You're like, you should try it and figure it and find out for yourself. Like I saw, I saw a really cool video that I want to talk to you about. I was just like, it's just a cool physics thing.
0: <laughs> so this is our official spoiler warning. Uh, hopefully if you're listening to this, you knew going in. Um, But to wrap up our thoughts, Switch, I love it. I really hope we get uh, a more robust library and more reason to play it. Obviously, for me, as a Nintendo fan, if I get Smash Bros, I get Mario Kart, and I get Zelda, I'm happy. We're obviously getting more than that, but I hope this thing sells and we'll be happy for years to come. Hopefully there aren't too many more hardware issues that come to light with this thing, but shit, man, for what it is, I think it works. One thing I do want to mention, and I want to get your take on, and I know we don't have any games yet that we have utilized it too much, but the D pad on the Pro Controller, and we're all I'm all over the place here because I'm terrible at my job. There is no pivot or ball in the middle of the of the D pad. if you if you go to a prior D pads, it's got this little pivot so you can kind of roll it, and you, you cannot press two directions at once. The Switch Pro Controller, you can press right down the middle, and all four directions press. Of course, actuating each direction. Is not going to trigger movement on all four directions. You can still only trigger one at a time, but the fact that you can press the entire D pad down like a button—why? That's a failure right there to me. It's it's really not a great
1: design, and it, it's the first time Nintendo's done that, if, if I can recall. I haven't encountered I haven't encountered that tro- that uh, problem yet. Maybe I'm just so accurate with my thumbs that I don't need the I don't need the help of a pin. But like you know, the minor use case that it has in Zelda, I mean, I haven't had any trouble with it. But I could imagine that being kind of a, a downside to traditionally why you would want to use a D-pad for like the accuracy's sake of it. Like exactly. I've heard people talking about playing uh, Shuffle Knight and having problems, you know, inputting the because uh, like by default using magic is like holding up and pressing B right or down and press one of those things and they would accidentally do magic when they're just holding right because it would also be inputting the like the direction Yep. so that seems kind of iffy it's it's weird it's still better than the four uh, buttons on the joy on them it is but
0: but again look i hate looking at things
1: through this sort of
0: lens of like well it could be worse or it is worse this is our best alternative still better than the, still better than the 360 d pad <laughs> well that's, that's oh, that <laughs> We okay. I, I have no counter for that. Yeah, it really fucking is. That was that was a garbage uh, piece of tech, and the fact that they they updated it, but they didn't really update it. Like, why couldn't yeah. they, like, they? They rolled out like three versions of that controller. Why? Why didn't you put a real D pad in there?
1: Yeah, and the world may never know. But then they they did all right with the Xbox One D pad. It's okay,
0: but they, like the like the DS four like that's a nice D pad. Uh, I know some people like to have the connected the D pad and PlayStation. You know they've got the little plates separating each direction but that's a a good feeling d-pad I'm I'm a a big proponent of d-pads whether you're playing retro games or or whatever like the d-pad is it's the right way to play (laughs) it's so crucial well you're crazy you use the analog stick for games like Super Meat Boy
1: that's crazy to me I don't know how you do it well I mean for that you don't have to really hold up or down it's just left and right so it's really not that big of a difference for me it was because I was playing with a 360 controller and the location was that dictated how I played that's true
0: all right, so we're getting into Zelda now. I feel like there's probably so much about the Switch we didn't mention, but Eh, whatever. There's not really much to talk about because it's in beta, <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing is, I'm sitting here saying, "Oh man, I've had a really great experience with it," but I have all but these. But also, you haven't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like obviously between the screen walking out and my my hand cramps and you know it's it's been frustrating, but but I, and I your neighbor's I, dog. The neighbor's dog ate my controller. <laughs> uh,
1: that was the but Wii you controller. killed it with the Switch controller. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we've all killed a dog once or twice, so let's be oh, honest here. That's, you know, I, I've been watching Dexter. He started really off killing re- dogs. You really relate to that character, don't you? No,
0: I really don't, man. That guy... Oh, because man. you're a
1: sociopath.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got issues. I am I am mentally sick. No, Sarah's been watching a man before bed every night. It's fucking me up, dude. It's fucking up my dreams. It's not good. It's so you not talking about it. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um... <laughs> switch great zelda spoilers here we go a little bit of a behind the scenes folks for those of you at home want to know a little bit about our process let me tell you about the google doc we have open there isn't one there isn't
0: one this is the thing is (laughs) you and i haven't talked in a week you were supposed to come to your dream this week and cough cough and we forgot how (laughs) to talk to each other also that so we're just we sometimes we get a little tangential and we talk about dexter um, at least we don't have anything as great as the meme conversation I got multiple messages from people saying that's, That was some great A meme talk I was like yep yeah, that's what we, do. That's that's what
1: we one, do There's the one thing I can have people remember me for When I'm dead and gone Is being knowledgeable about memes Dude you, Nick durheim
0: has got the hot takes And those dank may Mame. We are hitting 59 minutes and 36 seconds We said we want to talk for an hour uh, Of course this is not pod time This is our record time Which will vary a bit But we said an hour on the switch Nailed it Nailed it. So Zelda, we're getting into it. I have a lot of uh, hot takes on this game, and you and I are going to disagree, but I have to preface this whole thing by saying, I am so fucking glad that you found an open world game that just bit you right in the ass and that you are actually enjoying. Like you are experiencing what we- I'm not
1: enjoying it because it's an open world game though. Open world, for one, isn't a genre, and describing a game as open world is like describing a game as 2D. It doesn't really do much for you. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think it says more than saying a game is 2D. Saying that game is open world,
0: I think there are certain expectations with what an open world game is that you automatically know X, Y, and Z about this game. And Zelda definitely hits a lot of those tropes. Breath of the Wild definitely takes its cue from a couple of Ubisoft games.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, how many of those tropes were originally started by the original Legend of Zelda?
0: I mean, really, I I, I don't think a lot of them. I think like spiritually there are a lot of these things
1: like oh it's just like the first Zelda and then you do this and you do that and it's like but really or even like Ocarina of Time with finding with finding a map and then having a map available which is the essentially the same thing as climbing a tower in Far Cry or uh Assassin's Creed it's totally different though in old Zelda games is it okay you didn't really play Ocarina of Time well I did I played through a
0: fucking (laughs) ton of that game I just didn't beat it
1: you know I'm just saying you're casual I'm just calling you out for your shortcomings I really am
0: I really am I, I can't I can't Sit and have a dialogue about it. I'm a fucking filthy, dirty, casual. You're a normie. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you're. You get me a hot and bothered right now. So, (laughs) as an open world game, though, there are a lot of things that you are experiencing for the first time in a game. I'm, I'm assuming for the most part for the first time, and that's just cool to like just the, the little bit of dialogue we have had. And in my mind, I'm like, this guy. We've been doing this for years, but welcome to the dark side, you know, so that's cool.
1: That's, that's really cool. That's a really stupid thing you just said, but do continue. (laughs) Welcome
0: to the dark side. We've got Mountain Dew. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking disgusting.
1: I'm so sorry. Welcome to the meme side. We've got LaCroix. We do have
0: LaCroix. I'm almost out of this, uh, this orange drink. I need to go with some more. The Um, Dank Elixir. So, all right, Zelda, what are your thoughts? Just, just
1: so far you've spent how many hours oh man i have to check my switch because it finally uh, unlocked the hours played but i would probably say like 20 25
0: that's about right i want to get into whether this feels like a zelda game or not and we're going to disagree about this that's fine but i want to know
1: as someone who has played most of the 3d zelda games um have you beat most of the 3d zelda games well i've beaten ocarina of time and twilight princess and i've gotten about halfway through majora's mask before i lost that on 3ds then I started Skyward Sword, so that's pretty much all of them. Wind Waker, I beat. You beat Wind Almost, Waker. I got to the fucking fetch quest at the end. I, I call that an honorary beating. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much <laughs> that's, that's the end of it. That's,
1: that's essentially beating it. Yeah, you go through that terrible
0: quest, and then you have a boss battle at the end. So of the six, I've beaten f- three. Okay, so you have you have a, a a pretty deep Zelda knowledge. You you know the formula.
1: Yeah, I have a fair understanding. I would say, yeah, it's it's largely been a, a been unchanged. This is a major departure. I wouldn't say it's been like a huge uh, departure Just sort of it took some of the established things that made the Zelda games inherently linear and kind of tore it open and made everything sort of gave the player a lot more agency. And so what I'm saying is like each time you'd go into a dungeon, you would find a new item that helped you defeat that dungeon. And what this game does is it gives you all the items from the beginning via the Sheikah Slate Runes, and then kind of teaches you some of the rules of the world, and then just says, hey, here you go, and gives you the paraglider, and that's like your last thing that opens up everything for you, and allows you off the Great Plateau into the Great Wide World. And then every shrine you go to, every challenge you face, you can accomplish by you know, fighting it or by manipulating it with the cool physics-based things. It's like the Half-Life of Zelda games, which Zelda was the the Half-Life of every game when Ocarina <laughs> of Time came out and kind of established yeah. what the 3D action adventure game was.
0: I feel like in a lot of ways, this game, uh, and we'll get into the actual, my reasonings for this in a minute, but I feel like this game, I, I told you the other day, it would be Quote unquote, generic crap if not for the Zelda skin. Ooh, which is, I, I don't know about that. That's probably hyperbole. That's probably l- one oh, step too really? far. <laughs> no one would be talking about this game if it weren't for the fact that it was Zelda. Like, by all accounts, Horizon was a better game in every way except for it didn't have a Zelda skin. Have you played Horizon? No, I'm just saying by all accounts. Let's say my personal experience. I just thought I would, you know, inject sure, some Sure, I'm just saying. Um, context. Like, a, a, as far as an open world action RPG, which is what Breath of the Wild is, games were doing it better 10 years ago in a lot of ways. And then there are a couple of really huge flaws. Huge flaws. But before I get into that, one, I just want to say, the game does do a lot right, but I think the best part about the game so far has been that Zelda skin. Seeing these familiar characters in an unfamiliar world in sort of an unfamiliar formula, uh, at least unfamiliar to the Zelda franchise, and the exploring aspect, which is what... I love that. the, the Sort of going around collecting, gathering resources. I haven't really gotten into the meat of the game yet. I've just been doing all these little things that you do in an open world game that sort of placates me for 8 or 10 hours, and then we'll see if the story is enough to keep me going after I'm done with all of these little dumb things I'm doing right now.
1: I'm going to look you right in the eyes, and I'm going to say... Probably not, but I'm also going to say, I know, (laughs) I know exactly the thing that you're going to complain about. I'm going to tell you right now that it doesn't bother me.
0: That's fine. I I believe it didn't bother you. And we're talking about weapon durability. Yes. We're talking about (laughs) combat. (laughs) That is that is a critical failure. I do not know how that got through fucking
1: five or six years of development. I think it's there on purpose, obviously. It's, it's bad. I think it's indefensible. Well, first off, you probably haven't found anything that's actually good yet. Because the good things are a lot more durable. Um, I've found plenty of good things because I got hella amiibo drops. Well, I don't think those things are probably very good.
0: So I'm assuming there are weapons that you can like, that will like... Break, but not be destroyed, and you have to like recraft to uh, up their uh, durability again.
1: Are there weapons I have, like that? I haven't. I have encountered that. Yes. Okay. So, but there's also been things that have like I've lasted through multiple guardian fights with them. Really? Yeah. And then you also you extend your how many items you can hold.
0: I've been doing that with the with the uh, korok seeds. I've gotten three extra item slots.
1: Yeah, and I've got like four extra item slots, and I think one more in shields and one more in, uh, two, one or two more in bows. Um, talk about obtuse, dude. There are 900 Korak seeds in
0: this world, and it's like, man, I need all this inventory space because I literally can't get through a fucking Moblin encounter without breaking, like, my level 40 or my 40 damage weapon. Like, a fucking enclave of Moblins, and I'm going through weapons left and right. Well, I mean, that's like, you don't have to fight all the Moblins. Well, I know that. That's another issue I have with the game, is that I don't feel like there's an incentive, especially if you have Amiibo, there's no incentive to fight any monsters. Well, you're uh, playing with cheat codes. I mean, in, 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 a, in a way, in a way I am.
1: But even then, if something drops from the sky and gives you a pile of meat, that's a cheat code. Sure, it is. <laughs> it's but a $13 I, cheat code that you I, bought 10 years ago. That's
0: uh, I would argue that, but I spent my harder money on it, goddammit. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, but finally, my Amiibo have a use, right? Like I'm sitting here just grinding away for free meat. And, uh, uh, oh, I got my Twilight outfit. I got my, um, my Wind Waker outfit. So I'm real happy about that. Rocking my, my Toon Link outfit rolling around right now. Got my bow and arrow, my sea breeze, whatever the fuck it's called. The boomerang. I found a sick bow. It does like 38 times three damage. It's a lot. It's so tight. It's a lot of damage. I don't know. The the weapon durability, I think is a really big issue. It it doesn't, it's like patently un-Zelda.
1: No, I think it fulfills the promise that Wind Waker had where you're picking up uh, enemy weapons and then accidentally throwing them?
0: Uh, well, a lot of that, especially because
1: <laughs> throw is on my on my uh my right bumper, which I actually I actually have not accidentally thrown any items I've I've heard people talk about accidentally throwing things like you have to hold that for like a while before you actually throw and you can also just press B to not throw. So I don't know why people
0: were accidentally throwing in the heat of battle, man. Like I'm like my right trigger usually does something combat related,
1: especially you coming from Dark Souls. Yeah. Coming from Dark Souls where I've where I've gotten good at fighting things and you can just parrying fools. Come on. There's a parry button in this game. How wild is that? Well, they've always it's you lock on and you press. It's the same thing as every other Zelda game. You lock Except on There's never been a Zelda game where you can parry. Not like that. Not what, like, the closest thing is, like, Wind Waker, where it had, like, the Ape, like, flash at you, like, s- just horrendously. Press me and you'll do a cool thing.
0: I guess parrying and then, and then and rolling into an, uh, an attack, like, you can roll into the flurries in this, but, like, locking on and just dodging or rolling or backflipping, like, that's always been a thing.
1: Very interesting uh, getting used to being locked on but not having the camera lock thought that was an interesting move. Is it disorienting for you? Took me a little bit of getting used to. Not against it because you do want to be able to see what's going on around you, especially if you're taking on like a group of dudes. So, I'm okay with that and moving the cameras second nat- like second nature at this point.
0: Well, for a game that that doesn't want to rest on on its combat laurels. It's all about the puzzle and exploration and, like, the world and
1: environment. I don't think Zelda's really ever been, like, wholly about the combat. Which is what makes this weapon system so head-scratching. Well, it's just that they want you to experience different weapons. And it's really cool having, like, different classes, like, one-handed swords, two-handed swords, spears, axes, bow and arrow. Like, they... Actively, like you could tell the scarcity and arrows just to nerf bows because they're so OP in this Dude, game I
0: totally I'm not disagreeing with you, but like we've been doing that in video games for a very long time. The fact that your weapon breaks in the middle of, of almost
1: every major encounter and with no warning. Yeah, but then you have like ten more. So it's not really that big of a deal. And then every enemy has a weapon too, so no matter what, you're not without a weapon. Just use a crappy weapon against a crappy enemy, use their crappy weapon when you kill them. <laughs> I've never been without a weapon. And also your bombs are weapons. And also, everything you can pick up with a magnet is a weapon. And also, you can use your stasis on. St- you, you, Dude, you there's so you, you many options. You can't justify it.
0: Like I know it hasn't been an issue for you, but I, I have been to every nook and cranny of this world. I have gone to every tower. I have gone to shrines in every region. I've climbed up to the fucking bitter heights of Mount Mordor, whatever the fuck, and had my my Death dick mountain. lit on fire by breathing <laughs> the air. Like I've been everywhere. There are shrines. <laughs> With with not even like full tier guardians, but it's like mid tier dudes. who You should be able to just kick their ass. And I've literally gone through an entire rack, like my entire inventory of like level twenty six plus weapons, and not killed yeah, a guy. We're ready for it. it I mean, there's, how do I do more damage? How do I do any more? I don't. I don't even know. It's just I, I don't know. It's frustrating to me. I don't think it's necessary to get us you, like something. Skyrim did really well was your weapons. Uh, had infinite durability but what you did was like upgrade them in various ways with those like soul gems i think and then what happens with those the soul gems would diminish and so you get these buffs that you will lose over time in in the same sense as durability but you're not losing your favorite weapon and you're not losing a weapon in the middle of a battle that leaves you with nothing like you said you had a uh, on twitter you said you know you're all your weapons broke and you're just using bombs the well, bombs do no damage
1: well i mean you can upgrade them and i was also i was placed i was taking on a shrine that I had no business taking on. And if I was smart, I would have just left it for later because I've taken on similar shrines now and they're a breeze. Like I broke one weapon and then I had to throw away weapon because I picked up two weapons off of the it's enemy.
0: Just, <laughs> cycling through them like that is, is, is it's just, it's not
1: intuitive. It's frustrating. I think it just shakes up a convention that people get to attach to one play style. And it's, I think it's interesting. Like I definitely have favorite weapons that I save for, you know, special occasions. Like, oh, I know this does a lot of damage against a certain type of enemy and I don't face them very often, so I'm not going to use it willy-nilly. Right. So it's shaking me up in a way because I I frequently, like when I'm playing Dark Souls, there's a build that I go to and that's my way I play it. But I would not be against like challenging myself with a different way of playing it. I just haven't had the incentive to. But this game with the built-in durability was like a hurdle to get over, but then after I got over it, I was rewarded with a various like type of play styles. like using a two handed axe, you can't hold a shield while you're holding your weapon. So you have to rely more on dodging. So that opened up a new avenue to the combat, which as we both said, is kind of bare bones, but that's Zelda. So Zelda combat has never been like the, the motive for playing the game. But for me, it does open up a new avenue where I'm playing, I'm holding an axe link, holding an axe just as a weapon that that's, he has. I,
0: I guess I have a completely different, I'm coming from a totally different space. Like that doesn't tickle me as someone who's played Countless open world games, uh, tons of, of, of uh, third person action games. This is the worst combat in any game I've played. And not just because of the weapon durability. But you played Skyrim? Whether we're talking the Elder Scrolls games, we're talking the Assassin's Creed games, we're talking the Batman games, we're talking um, even some of the old Star Wars games, like any third person action game. Like this is the worst combat I've ever experienced. Um, there are like some some positive angles you can take on it and obviously you're very optimistic about this like I get what you're saying that's good that they give you the options but forcing you like saying oh well it's good that your weapons break after every encounter because it forces you into a different play style like don't force me into anything let me fucking play the game how I want to play it but the, even just the fact that even though they, they, they committed to this this shitty broken system with the weapon durability there is no indication of when it's going to break and, and,
1: and I'm not the only one with this issue here I think you are probably in the minority it flashes at you and it says your weapon's going to break soon so then you can like get one last throw in if you want to do double damage. I've seen
0: comparisons to something like uh, like uh, was it Dragon Quest Builders? They had a very similar system but like uh, your weapon won't break in an encounter like if you're in the middle of a boss fight your weapon's not going to break and leave you totally stranded uh, and you have a meter so you know when this weapon's going to break so if there's a weapon you want to save and you're say you're going to an encounter that well, if I knew my weapon's going to break in this encounter maybe I'll use a different weapon. I don't necessarily need to waiting until you're two hits away from breaking. I, I don't think that works. I hope they patch that in. Like even just 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 a me- why why not a meter? Just a little bar on the side of each weapon so when I check my inventory or look up in the top of my HUD I can see how many hits I have or even just a percentage bar that's a little harder to sort of do the math on. Like I don't know how many hits I have, but you, like I've got 75% remaining. Like at least a ballpark.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that, but as, as it stands, I'm not too entirely bothered by it, especially since it's so easy to fast travel and it's so easy to, the, the autosave is very forgiving. And I've had points where like, oh, well, I'm screwed. So I die. And then I come back and I can approach the situation differently or I can be like, oh, we're not going to fight that Lionel yet. That thing's way too OP. Um, I'm not properly equipped. I need to buy arrows. I don't know. I just haven't encountered any head bashingly why moments in this game yet.
0: I mean that's fair. I just don't think it's intuitive. I think it's, it's it's bad game design. Like I get what you're saying, and those points are all valid. But you can still hit all you know, check all those boxes without having to handicap it in a way that's so infuriating for not just me, but it's all I've seen. Like the
1: one gripe about this game I've seen. I get to see it easily cascading into a like you can't just change one thing and fix it. Like it to me, it feels like it's built up like a house of cards. Where if you took out the weapon durability, then then you'd be encountering too many weapons and people would be annoyed that you don't have enough weapon slots immediately. And then if you change how that scales up and then it's just, everything's sort of built together. And for me, it's been balanced to the point where early on I was finding a lot of weapons that I'd have to throw away stuff. Cause I didn't, hadn't encountered the guy who boosts your equipment slots yet. So like that was kind of frustrating. But then once I expanded that a little bit more then I was like, okay, I've got my bread and butter. I've got a sledgehammer so I can mine without using bombs and blowing up fucking ore everywhere. Or I can have a Korok leaf if I find a raft and I don't have to like sacrifice that if I'm going to a boss battle. So everything's kind of been like progressing and that sense of progression is rewarding. So I don't know if it'd be as easy as just saying, okay, weapons are more durable or weapons don't have a durability tax on them. Like I'm not a game designer though. I have, you know, high vaunted sort of a- like aspirations to potentially be one someday, but I I don't know what all thought went into the durability system as it it stands. I understand your frustration. I have encountered similar, you know, points where I was like, oh man, I wish my weapon would have lasted a little bit longer, but then I just used the next weapon and it hasn't really affected me that badly. I'd
0: be curious to see their justification for it. Because I,
1: I, like, again, I get what you're saying, but I
0: can't imagine that is like worth handicapping everybody else who doesn't care about that. Like, just the thought of pulling that Master Sword out, I've got a couple hearts to go, right? The thought of pulling that Master Sword out of Korok Village and... Spoiler alert, I haven't... What? I thought you'd been to Korok Village no oh my god i'm sorry well there's a master sword thanks this is the end of the pod everybody it's been the constant crusade <laughs>
1: podcast <laughs> nick and i are no longer friends i mean like i knew i knew there's a master sword because they've shown it and you can you, it comes with the special edition but i didn't know there's a korok village you, you literally said it earlier there, spoiler there's a korok village no, I said Kakariko.
0: There's a place where the Koroks are. I will to tell you where it's at. Have fun finding it. <laughs> it's a goddamn bitch and a bitch, dude. It is the worst thing. And it took me a very long time to figure out the the uh, the gimmick. But I got there. Anyway, you'll find that. That's where the Master Swords at. Uh, you can't get it right away. But I imagine when I get to the point that I can, I'm going to be really upset when that fucking thing breaks and I can't go through an Entire encounter and use that, or whatever the system is for higher tier weapons. But what I've read on the internet is that there
1: are no uh unbreakable weapons, everything has a limit. Yeah, the one thing I've encountered is that if it breaks, you can go back and like craft it, and it's not even that good of a weapon, so I haven't even been using it. I think I threw it away. <laughs> what, what,
0: what was it? What'd you get?
1: Um, it's like a spear, oh, okay. I think it was like 22 or 28 power, okay? Which, like, that's that's fine. I don't know what the durability was on it though. Um, just as it stood, but I've got much better weapons just from doing kick-ass shrines and obscure locations.
0: How did you not know there's a Quark village? The tree spirit literally says I'm going back to my village because my grandpa's mad at me.
1: Yeah, I don't know what his village is. Wait, how did you find him to get more upgrades? I found him in the two locations.
0: So he gives me two upgrades, and then his second location is since he's going back to the village, and I had to go fucking find his dumbass in the village before I could get any more upgrades. Yeah, but I don't know what
1: village he's from. That's where he's at. He goes back to the Quark Village. But he doesn't say that. He says I'm going back to my like my hometown. Well, how did you get like ten upgrades if you didn't find his I'm confused. Because I you get like five from each, I think, probably. There's like you get quite a few actually from him. You
0: get two upgrades before he leaves that first spot and then he goes back to the forest. <sighs> I got more than that, I think. Are you sure you didn't find him? No, you might I guess you haven't. If you if 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 you if you don't know about the master sword, I guess not. But after I found him, he disappeared, and I, I had to look it up and be like, "Where the fuck do I go? How do I find this guy?" And he's only got two locations. He's out right outside of um, Kakariko by the bridge, and he goes back to the forest, and then he's north by
1: a um, a stable, really, in Hyrule Field.
0: What the fuck? Because yeah, he did. After I did two upgrades, I spent was it three seeds, and then he disappeared, and I had to go fucking figure it out, and that was just a bitch of an hour.
1: Well, that's what happens when you play with guides. You don't know it's a spoiler anymore. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not really a spoiler.
0: Well, I won't tell you what else you encounter there, but it's kind of cool. But then I had to leave right away because I'm way, way too underleveled or
1: underleveled, quote unquote. So I've got to come back after like 40 more shrines. That would be a very interesting thing if they leaned into the RPG elements and actually had you gain experience. That would be, that would be an interesting thing. They should Um, have done that. I wonder if they, they toyed around with that idea. And then they realized that Zelda's not an RPG. Oh, well, if you stay out my mansion. So. If you eat, they're going full open world with this crap. They, they, they should have
0: gone full RPG. Because here's the thing. And I, I posted about this on Twitter. Not only because of weapon durability, but because of, of, of level of difficulty which i don't think is overwhelming but it's enough to be really obnoxious you get ambushed by a couple of moblins or bokoblins and 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 you can get two shotted so i've done 20 shrines so do the math on how many hearts that is i can't remember
1: have you only been dumping into
0: into hearts then But why well, i did some stamina last night really underrated like stamina is really important i can't wait to get that stamina boosted i've got like a full second stamina bar That's nice That's real nice uh, um i've only got like two fifths i think um but I, I still get two shotted by just totally fucking random enemies. If I'm not paying attention, or if I slip up on on one input, someone spears my ass and I'm I'm dead. And it's like that is obnoxious. So I go, I stay out of battles at, at pretty much any cost. There's no reason. There's no incentive to go fight a monster unless you really need like one specific sort of item for crafting. The the the, the money, the payoff is is fucking shit. And someone said on Twitter, oh well, I'd argue that there's never been incentive for fighting a monster. And I said, in a linear game, monsters are part of level design. They are a direct obstacle into completing whatever your end game is, here, whatever your objective is. You have to overcome these monsters. Plus, you get rupees, you get bombs, you get hearts, you get arrows by killing a monster. In this game, you you might pull a fucking bacoblin fang or a cleese fucking f- wing. Like, okay, that's that's uh, essentially useless to me. But they they do end up being useful. But especially in the early game, I I, I there's I see a monster and I'm like. There's nothing in that chest worth that, like a a Boko Spear. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm out of here.
1: Feels good to get those gold rupees, though. I have not gotten any gold rupees. Gold rupees worth 300. That's nice. That's good. It's not bad. And of course, like, there's different, like, outposts of enemies, and very rarely will they just be wandering without there being, like, a campfire. Or like some chests nearby. Right. So even like waiting till it's nighttime and sneaking up and killing them that way or waking or not even killing them, just sneaking up and stealing what's there was in the chest. Like that's, there's different ways to go about doing it, but I understand what you're saying.
0: I haven't felt uh, compelled enough to want to go fight anything unless it's a really sort of crucial moment or I know that there's something valuable up there. Or you're farming for parts
1: for like an upgrade. Right.
0: Which again, there, there's, there's so many monsters and so many different
1: materials that, there's only a few you're gonna need. But there's also there's also not many monsters in the grand scheme of things. There's not like a huge variety of enemy types, which is like my like only real like gripe as far as like combat goes, I guess. Sure. There's like Gabocoblins and their different colored variants. Yeah. And then moblins, then the Zolfos, then like Keese and Choo Choo's and Octoroks. And that's pretty much it for like basic enemies. Which works in a linear sort of classic Zelda game, but in this big open world. Well there's been like it feels like there's been more in prior Zelda games, but I might be just completely wrong. That just it seems kind of bare bones. I don't think there have I think there've been uh more
0: varied enemy design in prior Zelda games in a way that everything in this game sort of all feels the same.
1: Yeah, and that's like that's the price you pay for cohesiveness.
0: <laughs> right. And, you know, I've been to every corner of this map now, uh which was really a great experience. I spent two days. That's all I did this weekend essentially was was just trying to fill my map out hitting any shrines a, I could along the way. Being a cool little cartographer. Yeah, it's like that's and that's why I didn't like Wind Waker. Once yeah. once they opened that world to you, I just went to every single square on that map and I talked to the fish and I got my map filled out. Because I don't know, it's just it's very really appealing to me. Um it was it, it was an adventure in and of itself going around all over this world and, and of course I get up to the highest point I can and I mark all my towers that I that I possibly can.
1: Uh you know, or pin them or whatever. Dude, I don't know how you could have gotten to some of those towers, because some of those towers I've been to have been pretty heavily defended. <laughs> Bro, okay. A couple of them are... Have you been to the ice one?
0: No. Okay, so there's one with a bunch of ice surrounding it, and I have no clue how to melt it, because uh, I'm assuming maybe fire arrows. I didn't have fire arrows. Bombs didn't work. Bomb arrows didn't work. There's no way you could, I could have gotten around it. I basically just spent an hour circling the base of the tower, trying to like cl- edge clip and, and, till, and to get to a point where I could just sort of hop up. I finally figured it out after like an hour. There's one spot, if you sit on this hill, there's just one little spot you have to land just right, and then you have to, you know, once you you glide and you land, you kind of have like two hops you can do, kind of weird little hops. Just the right spot and finally got up there, dude. So
1: satisfying. Yeah, I bet you could have lit a fire and just burned it down. Well, there's nowhere to light a fire. (laughs) I'm not going to get too into the nitty gritty on it, but like... I've actually started some fires with just, like, firewood and, uh, and flint, which I think is kind of something that I, I saw that you could do, and I didn't think I would actually utilize it. Then I was like, oh, I could actually do that right now if I wanted to, and like, cook up some apples or something. I feel like a real big dumb idiot because there are a couple of times, like... Um, or, like, I want to rest till morning because I don't want to deal with this blood moon crap.
0: Oh, my God, the blood moon, dude. That, when that first happened... Okay, okay, check this out. Have you been to the, the southernmost tower in, like, the jungle where all the dirty yes. fruits are? Mm-hmm. So that was a real bitch That tower is a real bitch You gotta climb up the cliff And you have to glide onto the tower And then climb your way up It was surrounded by those Little wizard guys With the fire sticks And electric sticks mm-hmm. uh, I had no arrows So clearing those guys out of there Before I got up the tower Took me forever And was really frustrating uh, I finally did it No arrows Finally Because you had to basically Wait for them to reappear And land close enough To hit them and stun them uh, And if if They're too high up You can't do anything And then I was down to one weapon because I threw all my weapons and they all break on impact. So I'm like just wait I'm basically just dodging fire and electricity, waiting for him to land. Finally kill him. I'm climbing up the cliff and I'm I'm about halfway up the cliff. Fucking blood moon. Cutscene happens, all the enemies respawn, and I'm like, You have to be fucking kidding me. I just wasted all of my weapons, all of my ammo, killed everybody, used all my fucking, you know, the rest of my food, and here I am. Halfway up on mountain with my thumb on my ass. And <laughs> just fucking, I just had to deal with it. It fucking sucked. So that, that's frustrating. Does that only happen? doesn't happen at midnight game time. That happens at midnight real time? Once a no, day? That's game time. Is it really? Yeah. Because I, I feel like... It's game time like once a week.
1: Oh, I thought I it think. was every minute. No. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. Makes more sense because I've only encountered it twice. It happens every like... I want to say like five or maybe seven days. Okay. Because it, it, everything moves at uh, 1 one sixtieth speed or 60 times as fast so like a minute in game is an hour yeah I, it's one thing i wish that they would have dialed back a little
0: bit because you know you start at the base of a tower by the time you get to the top it's taking you like four hours game time and it's a little disorienting seeing that moon fly across the sky as you're just sitting there chilling i, I
1: think it's fine it's long enough that like the because really it's night time for late hours not even that it, gets, it starts getting like light out at like 5 a.m in game right so, like, it's pretty
0: quick. I mean, it's really quick. That goes by, you know, just a few minutes. So it's 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 just, it's a little weird. Um, and I don't see the point necessarily, especially since you can rest at any
1: point and essentially travel to any point in the day. Well, you only rest at fires and you can't rest when it's raining. Unless you find cover. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, rain will put out a fire. I have not rested at any point in the game so far. I have no need to. I think I've rested once, but that was just to refill my hearts before a dungeon. So I, I
0: haven't gotten to any of the ultra beasts. You know, I I when I was out in Grudo uh Desert. Come on. Nice. Oh uh, wait, Divine Beast. There you go. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> Same fucking difference. Uh yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten to that point. Uh I've run into a few of them, like the guy there's a guy up on uh Mount Mordor. Uh <laughs> Death Mountain. Uh he's just chilling. Is he a turtle? What is he? It uh, looks like a chameleon. Yeah, okay. There's some sort of, of, of reptilian uh, creature of some kind. Okay, Alex Jones. <laughs> <sighs> Turning the frickin' chameleons gay. <laughs> what What else? Uh, the big draft thing. There's a bird, a camel, an elephant, and the chameleon. Camel, yeah, that's the one. The bird, yeah, I've seen the bird flying around. The, the elephant, where's that one? The fourth one. I haven't seen that one
1: uh light spoilers zora's domain
0: okay so i haven't been in the zora's domain yet it's right rain- it's real rainy over there is that way up in the top right corner
1: of the map no it's like mid-right it's in like a big like crater lake kind of situation okay because i haven't i haven't stumbled across it i haven't uh it's like southeast of uh hyrule like the castle fuck okay is it close to the castle not really no okay because that whole section, there's like a there's a direct road from like kakariko to it it kind of paths you. It wants you to go counterclockwise and do all the divine beasts in that order. Oh, So if you, like, follow all the story beats and, like, kind of go to the closest point every time you get a new quest update, then you would pretty much go from uh, Kakariko to Zora's Domain. Oh, so And you- then, like, as you're approaching the tower for that area, there's, like, a bunch of Zora that are like, hey, are you a Hylian? We want you in Zora domain. We need your help.
0: Oh, you know what? Okay, so check it out. Because fish people will come yell at you. Here's what happened. Is it pathed me up to Hatino Village? Is that what it's called? Hatino Village? Um, where you meet Impa? That's... I wonder how I missed the Zora thing. Because it wasn't until you just... Meet Impa,
1: you meet Impa. You, Impa's in Kakariko. You meet her sister in Hateno.
0: Oh, Hateno is the one where um the laboratory is. The low leaves that. <laughs> and yeah, you you meet the you meet the old lady in the little girl's body.
1: As I said. Is that, is that her name? What's her name? Uh, P- P- Pura? Someone that starts with a P. Okay. Yeah, so. I get it mixed up with Empa's uh, daughter is, is a really similar sounding name. Her daughter's name is like Puya. I don't know. I haven't encountered them yet. But I got up there and then they sent me off
0: on a quest. And I said, fuck this quest. I'm going to go fill my map in first. And that's what I did for, you know. Nine hours of game time last two oh, days. Oh no, do
1: do that quest because then that'll give you even more to do because you get a new rune. Oh new yeah, your last rune. Yeah, I should have. I really probably should have. Oh dude, there. There's no way I'm filling out that index. Uh, what's the in, what? Tell, okay, tell me so about you get it. a you. Spoiler alert. Okay, you you get a camera. Mm. for your Sheikah slate, which then you could pull up and take pictures of enemies and like food, and creatures. Which then, when you upgrade your uh, sensor, because you have that, sh- that sensor that beeps annoyingly every time you're near a shrine. Right. Which you can turn off. Oh, I definitely did. But you can also set it to a certain thing that you've taken a photo of. So, say you're like looking for high tail lizards, you can set your Sheikah sensor to beep whenever you're nearby a high tail lizard, if you've taken a picture of it.
0: That seems like such a, a flimsy mechanic. The
1: beeping is, is maddening. It's pretty flimsy, but because it doesn't accomplish anything... Beyond that, it's not like leaning on you. It's not a checklist that you would feel gratified filling. Right. So it's not like triggering me unnecessarily to try and take pictures of all these goddamn butterflies. <laughs>
0: See, what I want to do is I want to go through now that I have my entire map filled out. Is I want to start in one corner and I want to go get all the Korok seeds and I get all the shrines. And I don't want to start the game until I have like max inventory and like all of my hearts and a couple of stamina wheels. And I
1: know that, that sounds, that sounds awful. That's
0: how I like how I play. It's how I play my, my open world games. Like I feel so overwhelmingly compelled to do these things. And so far it's been working. I've had a lot of fun. I've only done 20 shrines, but I filled out my map and I've only gotten like 12 Korok seeds. So I have a long way to go. There are
1: 900 Korok seeds. But yeah, when I first heard 900 Korok seeds, I was like, no, I, I no, <laughs> I refuse to believe this, but there've been some that I've like passed over. And those are the, the easy ones that you find at like the top of mountains and stuff. You just pick up a rock. But there's so many that are just at the top of like a tree, and there's a rock. And you're like, what? Damn it! Right? You climb more trees.
0: <laughs> Seriously? No, I'm gonna. I'm honestly just gonna. Uh, I got the Breath of the Wild Deluxe guide. I'm just gonna whip that out and just go down the freaking checklist. Oh god! Dude, I, just, I want my inventory space, man. I need them
1: all. Yeah, but what's the point of doing it from a guide? You're just doing a chore at that point. You're taking out the 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 core exploration and discovery of it,
0: bro. I've already done that. I spent nine hours exploring the world, and. There's probably a lot I haven't hit because I was
1: obviously you know I had a pin and i I kind of yeah, if you're be it to to towers then you're you're gonna miss a lot right obviously you missed an entire domain, <laughs> yeah, well, no, so I knew I knew I was close
0: because I got up to the top of that tower and I don't know if you have you been to the top of that tower where the Zora is stuck up yeah, there's Zora up there, yeah, and he's like, go talk to the captain, help me out, whatever. Points to the bridge.
1: Yeah, a little cutscene. Um, I
0: didn't go down. I directly glided right off the top and towards. So, my have next you tower. even
1: encountered any voice acting besides the old man? Yep. And I will not tell you the ones I've encountered
0: because they'll be spoilers. And I'm now confident you have not encountered them as well. But yes, plenty of voice
1: acting. How do you feel about the voice acting? <laughs> the ones I've encountered so far haven't been bad. The king was like was good. Zelda's been fine. Uh, king wasn't very good. I mean, it was. It was fine. And I do not I do not like Zelda's voice that much. C- especially compared to some of the other ones that I actually do like a lot more. Zelda sounds very sad. She's very it's just very sort of um That's another bummer is the fucking uh the memories. I haven't gotten any memories yet. I've gotten three memories. Four? I've gotten like four memories and they haven't been in, in order. And I I don't want to watch them when I get them because I wanna wait until they're in order, but I I am compelled to watch them because I just unlocked it, so that's a minor bummer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't imagine they're going to be
0: spoiling anything.
1: Oh, no. They're all kind of disparate and at different times, but see it all in order once I do have it all unlocked. It's interesting to kind of try and piece it together. I've only gotten one.
0: and I, Again, I won't tell you where or what. Um, but it was kind of cool. Um, I, I like uh, Impa. It was good she, when she's telling you that story. That was fine. And the, Impa was okay. It didn't stand out to me as being bad. Like it, it wasn't Final Fantasy X, it wasn't... Tiffany that the Night, oh god, that's like, that's an all-time... What is a man? <laughs> it's just... Uh, what's what's the one, what's the line we used?
1: A miserable pile of secrets. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, uh, sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> all-time, dude. Worst voice acting. <laughs> hey man, that, that game came out in 97?
0: That was a long time ago. I don't f- fucking give a shit, guess what else came out in 97. Like, fucking Toy Story. Now, what year was that? Toy Story isn't a video game, I mean, game, I don't give a bro. fuck. Voice,
1: I get, the, the, the voice acting is voice acting, man. I'm sure Konami couldn't afford to hire, hire Tim Allen and Tom Hanks <laughs> I mean, to voice in Symphony of the Night. To be
0: fair, <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: like, <laughs> there was a style that they were going for. They probably found, like, the three, like, English-speaking actors in Japan at the time and were like, hey, we'll give you, like, 30 bucks to voice over this pixel art game. Uh it's... Ah... Uh,
0: sarcasm it's so <laughs> bad it's just so good i saw people complaining about the voice acting in breath of the wild i saw them complaining about it online It just really hasn't hit me yet it, it just seems fine it's it, i'm more like in awe that there's voice acting in a zelda game and kind of weirded out
1: to be sort of scrutinizing the performance you know so you're not holding it up to industry standards because it's a zelda game you hypocrite 100
0: 110 <laughs> i would not play this game if it weren't didn't have a zelda skin
1: and i'm just saying like the the voice acting for me has been kind of weak and if it wasn't there at all i probably wouldn't be like i wish this had voice no acting. well no because no zelda game has so we wouldn't miss it yeah so like why put itself in the context of voice acting if it's not going to be strong that's my one that's my one point against it
0: uh, are there any performances i should be looking at for in particular or should i just see what happens i really like the the zora voice actor okay which ones are particularly bad? I thought the king was fine. The the bird. Haven't
1: encountered him yet. The bird guy's bad. Bird guy's bad. The past bird guy. The OG like hero dude. Do you have any context for the story of like what happened a hundred years ago in game? I mean, other than Calamity Ganon coming over. So like I don't wanna story spoiler you. Yeah, yeah, don't don't okay. Bird guy, yeah, I don't Just know. Just think bird guy. <laughs> and that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> In 10 years, when you get all the Korok seeds. <laughs> yeah, 10 years. Uh, Link gets healed away, and I wake up. That's, I mean, that's, that's all I know. Yeah, because that's I what the, the king kind of tells you. But he tells you about the Divine Beasts, too, doesn't he? Or did you do the Impa thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The Divine Beasts were created to... Yeah,
1: you learn about that briefly. Okay, so, light spoiler, I guess. They are piloted by four people of different races. So there's a Gerudo oh. champion, a... A Ruto champion, a Zoro champion, and a uh, Goron champion. Okay, that makes sense. That are piloting them, and then it's up to Link and Zelda to, you know, fuck up Ganon shit. Hell yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, How far are you, if you had to
1: guess, how far are you from like beating the story? If I kept, if I'd mainline the story, I'd say I'm a little under halfway there, because I've done two of the Divine Beasts, and then after that would be Ganon, presumably. So, and then whatever minor thing you have to do before Ganon, which you always have to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of excited. You know, I was listening to the IGN, uh, listening to NVC and Brian Altano was talking about, he's done, he's done none of the story either. And he's put in tens of hours and I'm like, that's, I feel you, man. I'm the same way. There's all these things to complete before you like get into the meat of it. And I want to be as like strong as I can. I want to be decked out. Dude, you
1: haven't even, haven't even listened to any of Dan Riker talking about it. No, I haven't listened to the Beastcast at all. Dude, he... And put in like a hundred hours before the game even came out. That's a lot of hours. He was playing it more than he would do a full time job. Like he was playing like twelve hours a day. It was his full time job, but also his leisure time. <laughs> but still, like, can you imagine playing Zelda twelve hours a day every day for two weeks? I can't play any game that much. I wish I could. He has a lot of more. He has a lot of context for. It. Like he's done a lot of extracurriculars <laughs> and then he's talking about, yeah, I'm still playing it because he's still cleaning stuff up. So you have that to look forward to. That's a lot. Well, I'm not going
0: to try to complete the game. I just want to be decked out, which means fat inventory, fat stack of hearts. And then I can go, I can move on. I want to upgrade on my armor, which means I need lots of money, which means I'm just grinding, cooking and selling, which is a slow okay, Walter Walter White. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm selling that fucking them blue, blue ass durian fruits. Um, Spoiler alert. Did you know that if you cook five durian fruits together, it gives you 26 uh, extra hearts? That's a lot. Bitch, dude. Bitchin'. I don't know how I said bitch, dude. It's bitchin'. That's what I meant to say. What armor sets are you rocking right now? All So far, all I've been able to buy are the two sets from Kakariko and Hatino. Uh, the
1: Shika, the the stealth armor. Yeah, and the Helion armor. Tell me how upgrades work. Um, I finally uh, finished out my uh, uh climbing set which I was very stoked to find the pants just random. I, I just stumbled across them in a shrine. I was very happy about that. Is that the, um, the Brett, Brett Michaels? Michaels yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My man. The cool, the cool sleeveless shirt. Like it's not a tank top. It's like a muscle shirt. Oh my God. Dude, it's it, so sick. it gets even more Brett than Yeah. Like the actual shirt. Yeah, dude, it's, wow. it's great. I got that full set. I'm, I'm working on finding some, um, I think it needs sunset butterflies or sunset dragonflies to upgrade the pants. That I need to get to the second so I can get it to the third. I finally found the third fairy fountain so I can do greatly upgraded. I'm assuming there's probably more. So how? tell me how it works. You find
0: the fairy fountains, you pay them off, Mm -hmm. and then... One-time payment. One-time payment, and then they upgrade them for free, or do you have to upgrade... You pay for each upgrade?
1: You pay in monster parts. that's it. Okay. To upgrade. Okay. So... And then there's been some things I found. Like, I found something called, like, a barbarian, like, headdress. It's like this cool skull thing. And it boosts your attack as its buff. And what that needs to upgrade is Lynel parts, which tell you what, those are kind of difficult to fight. Oh, really? (laughs) They're, yeah, they're much more like mini bosses. They have like 1500 to 2000 health and they can pretty handily destroy you. Like they take their hits are like maybe eight or nine hearts each. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So like they mess you up and they take a while to, to to beat down. And then I found another thing that was effective against guardians defensively. And then there's also an armor set that you can buy that's uh, effective against guardians, which I might end up buying also. But, yeah, there's a lot of cool little, like, things that I've stumbled across as I've progressed later into the game. Are you uh, able to upgrade weapons for better attack power? Um, I assume so, because I have found weapons that have upgrades already applied to them. Right. Such as higher attack power or higher durability or what have you. Right, right, right. Like, I've had spears that you can throw further. Or bows that have, like, a scope, basically, when you go to aim down them. Have you gotten any uh, uh, boomerangs yet?
0: Yes. It's real nice. I like the boomerangs. The giant
1: boomerangs <laughs> <Ring's> kind of tight. <laughs> yeah. When I had one of those, I was like, I want to keep this forever. But then I was like, I don't want to have a two-hand melee weapon. <laughs>
0: uh, they're also not very durable. You're throwing those things around. You get, like, four hits, and they break. Well,
1: the giant boomerang, I've had more than that. The wooden oh. ones definitely break a lot quicker. I've had, like, the uh, Lizalfos boomerang. A little... Mm-hmm. dragon teeth or whatever the fuck they made it of yeah i've had a few different tiers of those which is kind of cool seeing the, the the design for them like i think the highest one i've seen is like a tri boomerang so it has like three points on it and it's for like 28 so it's actually pretty good but it's one-handed when you're attacking which is nice right see uh, yeah. I, know, I just like the different weapon classes they're all kind of varied and kind of cool in their ability to interact with the world like you having a sledgehammer to break open boxes or break open uh rocks to mine for them but they're not very good at like fighting so they're just not very strong right it's kind of cool to have that varied uh capability beyond just combat like you're talking about the the wizard dudes that have the, like the rods right and they like drop them and then you just have like oh i can just throw fireballs now for a little bit that's kind of tight without having a dedicated magic system yeah i didn't i didn't consider that you had magic in prior Zelda games. Mm-hmm. almost like all of them right And you don't have any here yeah no like Magic potions or anything like that. Nothing to hate. No, no green bar behind your stamina. I mean, that's kind of,
0: uh, I guess, comparable. You're, you're using it for similar things, but... Yeah, you're not throwing fucking fireballs and shit. You know, that's... that's I didn't even think about that.
1: You do get something sort of similar to spells when you beat divine Beasts, though. Okay. Like extra runes, or like, or what? Something like that. Okay, and no, no spoilers, alright. Yeah, I won't tell you you're what. You're being coy, I can
0: see it in your face.
1: At least one of them... You would be like, oh, man, I wish I would have done that before trying to get all the towers. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it, man, yeah. <laughs> tell me. Like, so what does it do? Tell me what it
1: does. Uh, I don't know if I should. I feel like that's a spoiler. Is it? <laughs>
0: but I will does say. Does it aid me uh, in climbing? Oh, fuck. He's nodding, boys. He's nodding. Shit. Because, I dude, it, I went through hell trying to get to these towers.
1: Some of these, dude, the one in the. Um, I don't know, Are you talking about the the ice one? be no problem if you had this this ability fuck (laughs) so if you want to be able to traverse easier right off the bat i would suggest doing the ruto one when you when you send in your switch to get it replaced and you lose all your save data inevitably you can know to prioritize that one first i will never play this game again if i if i lose the save data playing in hard mode
0: that won't happen for 20 dollars. this game is difficult enough why the hell do i want a hard mode If hard mode came with... with If they got rid of the durability, I would play it. I don't care how hard the game was.
1: I can only imagine if you play a game for 100 hours that you would be good enough at that point to play a hard mode. But what's the incentive? I I,
0: I don't... I play games on easy usually. I'm a bad gamer. I I don't want... Like, there are very few games where I want the challenge. I was just throwing it out there I'm just saying, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that hard mode. So, I mean, at the end of the day, to wrap up, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying Zelda and I think whether you want to admit it or not a lot of that is because there are a lot of the open world elements that are getting you and it, not necessarily just because they're open world it's I don't because know if it's the
1: open world elements at all that are getting me it's because it's new for a Zelda game I like the physics based things kind of reminds me of like playing portal like another game you've never played um played but that's a, that's a fun that's a fun tool set to play and I've always enjoyed the the puzzles that kind of evolve from there the
0: the, the shrine puzzles have been awesome i've only like i said I've only done 20 of them you know,
1: I don't even mind the the motion control one.
0: I've only done one motion control one and it was a little frustrating. Uh, There's a little maze
1: with a ball. Mm -hmm. You know what I did with that one? What's up? Did you you finish it? Yeah. Here's the thing. Cheat mode unlocked. Just flip the entire thing upside down. The bottom side is just flat and you just rock it over. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to
0: think about that one now. I don't actually remember what I did. I, I got to a point where I was just shaking it violently and then it unlocked the door unlocked and I have no idea what happened. What I had to really try to be careful with was positioning it to get up on there and get the chest up on there. There's a chest mm, up on yeah. the platform. So I was trying to, you know, precisely angle it so I could, I could hey, grab that so you can
1: get some crappy electric spear or whatever Yeah, whatever
0: the fuck was in there. I haven't actually run into really any good uh, weapons in the shrines at all. I've
1: gotten some pretty badass ones.
0: And now that I've got the amiibo that I'm just grinding with, like I'm getting way better weapons than any of the shrines. Because uh, I haven't gotten into a shrine, well, there are only two shrines I haven't beaten, and it's because they had really difficult guardians in them uh or mini guardians um
1: there's one that I haven't cleared, but all all the puzzle ones I've cleared and gotten the chests Dude, there's one that is just a huge pain. I might literally have to look at a guide for it, which it is so obscure you know what it's called i'm i'm, I'm curious to see if I've done it <sighs> um no, but it's called the Five Flames, something like that, Zelda, the Five Flames. let's see what I've you're done. gonna so find
0: it. something. How to do Five Flames. The Ruko Mag Shrine. That ringing a bell. I mean, they're all obscure, kind of
1: Eastern sounding names. <laughs> sounds, like f- sounds like
0: a fifth grader was trying to make up fantasy titles for his fucking Lord of the Rings clone. Sounds like a new Indian restaurant that I haven't eaten at yet. God damn it. Okay, I, mean, I, I want to pull this up here and see if I've, if I've done it. I don't think I've encountered this one. You probably
1: haven't done it because you would remember. It's got the, the two chests up high and then the pool in the middle. Well, there's just the one thing is that there is a, a, uh, a cube that has three crystals on it that you hit and then the cube rotates and it rotates a bigger cube that has these torches on it and you have to light five of the faces, but the sixth face is spouting water and it's really hard to like mentally remember which crystal rotates it which way because each one rotates it in a different facet. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's difficult to like figure out once it's rotated once which way it's going to rotate when you hit it again. Like it just it totally is a mind fuck. So it's that sounds like a little more obtuse than than maybe it should be. I'd say definitely. That's why I haven't done it yet, but I'll get to it eventually. But it just shows up on the map as half blue and half orange. So right, easy indicator. And you can still warp
0: to it without having beaten it. Thank God. Right, right. As soon as you activate the entrance they're, they're fast travel points, which is really nice. I'm glad that they they did that. Very generous with fast travel in this game. There are some games where like your your fast travel is limited or, or it's like a an expendable item you have to use in order so you have to kind of pick and choose where to the fast or you travel. You can
1: only fast travel if you're already at a fast travel point. The Witcher
0: Oh, you, you know, I modded the fuck out of that playing The Witcher. I I ain't going up to a fast travel point to try and fast travel, homie. I'm fast traveling anywhere Skyrim style. You know this. Right. So
1: I'm very appreciative that they were so forgiving with this because I feel untethered. Like I I, I feel no qualms in going off in a random location because I know if I ever get into a scramble, you know, I could just fast travel away and go somewhere and be like, oh, we'll leave that for later. Right. And that, that is really nice
0: because especially in, in prior Zelda games, you know, you know, you could go off, especially something like Wind Waker, and even to a degree, Twilight Princess, you could kind of, you had a little bit of leeway, you could kind of run off where you wanted to, but if you went too far, or did, or you know, got lost, or didn't know, it's like, it was just such a headache trying to get back, just to, to point A again. Uh, and you're not limited to just fast traveling, like when you're out in the open world, like you can be in a building, in a dungeon, um, I, I haven't tried, can you fast travel if you're like in a conflict? Yeah. You can just fast travel right out of an in ambush or something. Pretty sure, yeah. That's fucking tight. Skyrim wouldn't let you fast travel if uh uh you were in combat, if you had red bar at all. Or hmm. Skyrim didn't have red bar. You know what I mean? If you were in red bar at I'm, all. If you had aggro <laughs> you had aggro, you'd be you'd uh you couldn't fast travel. But no, I think the game for a Zelda game does a lot of really great things. The new sort of twists, taking some of those tried and true to open world elements. And putting it in with the Zelda formula. People said that this is what Zelda needed to survive. I don't agree with that statement. I kind of hope the next game is not like this. I kind of want a traditional linear Zelda game. And maybe after I beat this game. I'll be uh, singing a different song. But I think this is a a fun experience. What I've done so far. But again it doesn't feel like a Zelda game. Other than the skin. It doesn't. That sort of tried and true formula, which is obviously they want to get away from that, but it just doesn't, even the, even the music, like the soundtrack's great and the sound effects are great, but it, in a lot of points it, it, it's not evoking that, you know, two decades worth of uh, nostalgia for me. It's, it's, it's a new experience. It's a different experience. If, again, if it weren't for that Zelda skin, I just don't think anyone would be talking about this game and people would not be so quick to, to look over the, the many flaws it does have,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, and if Skyrim was an
0: Elder Scrolls game, then no one would have played that, too. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. Like, again, look at Horizon. That thing is getting consistently high scores. Everyone who's played it has loved it. And that was a totally unknown property. Obviously, we've got the high train ruling, Sony backing it 110%, but it's like, if your game is good, people are going to play it. And if this wasn't Zelda, I, I just don't think... it. Would, I mean, literally, people saying this is the best game of all
1: time, Nick. I think this is a double-edged sword, also, because then people hold it to a higher standard because... It's part of a storied franchise. You get pros and cons for that. I don't
0: think anyone has gone into this with higher expectations. I mean, uh, Skyward Sword got a, you know,
1: tens across the board. And people look back and hate that game. They look back and they mark it up against prior Zelda games with, you know, five years of context. And I'm sure in five years people will look back and say, oh, Breath of the Wild wasn't that hot. But it's the new hotness. And that's just, that's what happens. that's,
0: That's because it's Zelda. And I have no problem with that because it's nintendo they make quality games despite my my grievances with what i've experienced so far it's 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 it looks like zelda and sometimes it sounds like
1: zelda and i'm sure it'll feel a little bit more like zelda once i get into the story yeah what you have been playing hasn't been zelda it's been go to the tower simulator 2017
0: i'll just be exactly i've just been exploring the world but that's that's like one of the major selling points of an open world games. You can go where you want and you get to explore and and like the sense of accomplishment you get from like discovering something that so, so far hidden away in this disgustingly large world that you're one of like very few people who may have ever stumbled across this exact same thing or had this exact same experience. There's something about that that unique or what you perceive to be a unique experience where it's like, this is, this is my experience. No one else has this. It, there's something about them. That, that's one of the major things with the open world game. Uh, and so that's what I've been trying to soak in first. How does this hold up to my other open world experiences? I know Zelda. I know Zelda like the back of my hand. I've been playing Zelda for 20 years and I've played them all. So how does it sort of, how, how's the open world and how's Zelda, how they fucked? And how, you know, so I'm trying to get that experience before I get on with the story, which I'm assuming is going to be relatively short. Once you take the open world aspect out and you're just mainlining the story, that's going to take me less than 10
1: hours, I'm assuming. I wouldn't say that I was like beelining it on the the Great Plateau, but I was still on the Great Plateau for like maybe five out, four or five hours. But a lot of that
0: is sort of reorienting yourself and getting familiar with the mechanics and exploring a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I would say like if you mainlined it, this is like a 15, 20 hour game. Which... Maybe a little bit longer than a standard Zelda game, uh, depending on the game. I'd say, eh, yeah, it just depends. I
0: mean, a lot of that's just, like, getting from point A to point B. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, I'm going to, like, really be able to just hit all the beats and get through the dungeons, hopefully. Not that I necessarily want to blow through it. Like, I'm enjoying the world right now. And at first, I thought, ah, oh, this this whole world, just it, it all looks the same right now. And it's, there's no, you know, once you start getting out into the different corners of the world and you start getting a little more variance, like, I mean, it's very satisfying. And climbing to the top of the tower, they're puzzles in and of themselves. The first couple of towers, you just climbed to the top and you hoped you had enough stamina. But once you start getting into it, it's like, oh, God, this is like a whole different obstacle than, you know, than anything I've experienced in this game so far. Um, have you been up to, like, the? I think it's the far right?
1: I've been, I've discovered, I've pretty much been along the entirety of the far um, right and uh, middle south to the far right corner. Have you been to the... Um, Tower where you have to climb up
0: a uh, A giant cat it's a big castle wall With hovering like Yeah and then you get up and then the that, that Yeah that's the collar shit collar, Okay and then you you blow the eye Up and then the, you you drag the The metal bar up to like Crawl up to the top yeah okay that Took me fucking forever to figure out because right, I, I Didn't go around the way it wants you to go where you Go up you follow the stairs and go up and around I was trying to avoid detection so I went around the Backside and crawl up the cliff and then up On the back side <laughs> of the castle and so I was like I literally have no idea how to get You're around like, well, this. Now what? <laughs> yeah, this weird little Majin Boo looking shit surrounding the the tower. What do they call that? Like the the calamity stuff. Calamity. I call it the calamity stuff. The, the, the <laughs>
1: calamity goop. Calamity goop. Ganon Spooge. Augustus Gloop. <laughs> that was a bitch. Oh, I don't doubt that. Now that I have my one secret weapon, I don't foresee too much trouble in the future. You son of
0: a bitch! I'm gonna have to. I have to go do it. So the Rita one, I should get. I should jump on first.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough. I'll, uh, I'll look into it. I'm going to keep playing this game. I really hope it grabs me in the way that it's grabbed everybody else. Because, like I said, it's insane right now. And normally, you know, the old, the old scuttlebutt, it's always the last Zelda game was the best Zelda game ever, and people are unhappy with the current one. Twilight Princess was garbage until Skyward Sword came out, right? Wind Waker was trash until Twilight Princess, and everyone hated Twilight Princess. Like, it's how it's always gone, with the exception of like R- Jose Otero's of the world. Giving scarred swords tens and shit. He
1: didn't give. Uh, he didn't give scarred sword a ten. He wasn't at IGN at the point. That point. No, he was at GameSpot. I think he
0: gave. He gave it a B plus. No, who was it that gave it a ten? Who was a part of that crew? They're talking about it. Otero did not give it a ten out of ten. What do you give it? Someone gave. I was just listening to the podcast. I can't remember. But people are literally saying this is the best game of all time. That blows my fucking mind you could hardly even come up with 10
1: g- games of all time <laughs> well 10 <laughs> i don't think you're in any position to be the come, on, critic. come on it was it was i know you can criticize criticism and that's easy to do i could do that too but actually evaluating a game a game is probably a lot harder than <laughs> either of us imagine <laughs> youtubers people on twitter it's it's
0: all hands-on best held game i guess if you feel that way i can't argue with that but best game of all time and it, it I, this isn't the best open world game this year
1: I, I, it, it, oh. if you go by purely by ratings then it clearly it is sorry well I,
0: I don't necessarily just go by ratings I like to get the in the nitty gritty of what people are actually thinking and feeling
1: oh so like you go into and, and play Horizon because that's like the, the main competition what are you going to say Wildlands is the best one of this year uh, is that the Ghost <laughs> Recon people are loving that
0: game people are loving that game giant bomb doesn't love it giant bomb fucking thought hitman was the best game of 2016 so those fucking old guys i don't listen to what they have to say i like those guys but dude hitman was not the best game of 2016 (laughs) did you play it
1: dude hitman
0: was not the best game of 2016 no i did not play it because it's hitman it's hitman
1: so i'm just saying you don't know Getting me heated now that's true i don't want i I, i'm talking on my butt i I really am if you want me to point one reviewer against another reviewer and be like, well, they said this thing. You'd easily find a perfect review score for every Pokemon game ever put out. That doesn't make them all perfect.
0: That's why I don't just go on review scores. You have to like, you have to see their reasoning. You can't just go, this game got tens or this game got sevens. You 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 gotta see why. And when you look at the Zelda scores, it's like all these things that games have been doing for a really long time, except for now that you are playing as Link, it's like blowing everyone's mind. And that's totally fair. Like I'm enjoying the game. It's a fun game. It's a great Zelda game well, quote-unquote Zelda game, I don't think it, again, I don't think it feels like a classic Zelda game, but I, it doesn't need to necessarily. I'm glad everyone's having a good time with it, but best game of all time. Come on. Don't give me a start on the giant bomb, guys. Those guys wouldn't let Riker put Stardew Valley on top 10 games of 2016. But they did
1: So... Did
0: you listen to that hour-long segment of, of them fighting? Nick, yeah. you're, in, you're now online. Officially, Skype just gave me the notification to say that you're online.
1: Hey. Well, glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Where does this
1: rank in, in like your pantheon of, of best Zelda games of all time? I don't know. I haven't beaten it yet. I, I feel like that's a very crucial part of how I feel about it is how I feel about the story once i are done with it. So midterm evaluations here, this is, how, this is when you know, all right. And when
0: you're in school midterm, this is where, you know, sort of your trajectory for the term. All right. Are you, are you going to fail out here? How's Zelda doing? Where is it stacking up? You're obviously loving it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm playing it a lot. I'm, I find its uh, closest comparison for me is Wind Waker and that it, it does what Wind Waker wanted to do in a lot of aspects. And for that, I would have to say it's a better game than Wind Waker. Sure. And that before this game, I would say Wind Waker is maybe it's better than Ocarina of Time on a good day, but Ocarina of Time is a more concise experience overall. Totally. I wouldn't argue with that. And then, I don't know if I can compare the 3D Zeldas to the 2D Zeldas. Nah, they're different beasts. Yeah, it's like comparing 3D Mario versus 2D Mario. Like, it's just it's a different type of experience. D- you can't compare them. They're both great in their own right. Which is usually a cop-out answer. I don't know. I like 2D Zelda games a lot, too. But I also haven't played Link Between Worlds, which apparently is really, really stellar. So... You played Link to the Past? I uh, started it. Never never actually played all the way through it. That's a <laughs> so big I'm, game, man. I'm a fake Zelda fan. <laughs> I put like 10 or 12 hours
0: straight into that, like over like two days. I just I just played the shit out of it. And I still feel like I barely scratched the surface. But Breath of the Wild, I don't know where it ranks for me. I agree with you in the sense that like it's it's doing what Wind Waker wanted to do. But like dialing it to fucking 11. I, I'd be curious to see how they refine some of these mechanics going forward if they decide to do another open world
1: game a lot of this which i haven't really experienced too much in the past as far as with zelda games is i wonder what they're gonna take from this in their next game which we won't see till 2022 at least i mean what skyward sword was 2011 so that's six years and then twilight princess was 06 which is five years so the next game is seven years away (laughs) linear progression oh god that's such a long time but hey i would not be completely surprised at all to see a 2D Zelda game in the in the meantime that'd be cool Um, hopefully it's not a link between whatever three linked to the past three it'd be nice to get something really truly fresh like a sequel like Minish Cap or sure they've they've got a lot of they've got a lot of stuff they can work with what Jose
0: Otero said on NVC was and I totally agree with is he is he's ready to to cut off the whole Zelda franchise maintenance like just stop Zelda for a while we don't need more Zelda right now
1: Zelda's gotten so much love in the last decade, last three years. His whole reasoning behind that was so like half-assed and bullshit though. I mean, I'm on board with like, it. We've seen what, two HD remakes. We've seen Hyrule Warriors, which is not a Zelda game. We saw Triforce Heroes, which was not a Zelda game. And we saw Link Between Worlds, which was a Zelda game. And that's it. <laughs> Between that and Skyward Sword, we had one game. It's like saying Federation Force is a Metroid game. No one's going to buy that. <laughs> we had a lot of Metroid love last year. We got a real Metroid game last year. Mm, No, don't say that out loud. We got a Star Fox game last year. (laughs) The difference between Federation Forge is like,
0: nothing Zelda related has come out to to bad reviews. Zelda fans have gotten a consistent stream of like quality entertainment. And the two remakes, yeah, there were remakes and there were holdovers, but they were like wonderful, vast experiences. Yeah, but they were just remakes. They, They didn't do, they didn't add anything really. Okay, then by that logic, give me a fucking Metroid Prime Trilogy remake with real controls to hold me over to the next Metroid game. Sure, make a lot of people fucking happy, but
1: they're not going to do yeah, that, but doing new controls would be more of an undertaking than just doing the the textures w- would it though? yeah, I mean, it would be more, obviously more, but like it's not undoable. changing how the gameplay plays affects the pacing of the game and it affects everything as opposed to how it looks.
0: All they have to do is get, give us control for one more
1: axis, which they did with the we the, the motion controls. if you think mapping motion controls to a stick is as easy as you make it sound, then you don't understand. <laughs> Dude, they already have a game in which you control one access in a
0: typical 3D fucking environment. And then they added full range of motion with the Wiimote. It would... Did they, they mean Zelda uh, Wind Waker in six months? HD. You tell me it's going to take more than that? Because it was the same controls. They added Bloom and up it, and they did that in six months. It's running a different engine, and they completely rebuilt all of the assets. Nothing is reused from Wind Waker. It's all new.
1: What assets? A different color of green? <laughs> no,
0: literally all those models. None of those models are from Wind Waker GameCube. Everything is brand new, and they did it in six months. And It was, sort of, it was more of a proof of concept than, hey, we're going to release this game. I'm just saying, if they wanted to show that love to that franchise, that's a really comparatively quick and easy way to do it is give us that game with with modern controls but also metroid's never sold well so they probably never will to be fair no game in nintendo's arsenal has sold well except for mario with with one exception in the zelda franchise pokemon pokemon's on nintendo
1: it's pokemon i mean it's mostly nintendo i mean they publish it but it's It's 33 percent nintendo so that's like i would say that's like first and a half party (laughs) but the pokemon company makes the games and Game Freak makes the games. Pokemon Company is more uh, tied with the anime and stuff. The
0: Game Freak is Pokemon Company.
1: Like, owns that. Game Freak is one third of the Pokemon Company. Nintendo is another third of the Pokemon Company. Science. Pokemon, Pokemon company. company is a third of the Pokemon Company. <laughs> no, like, literally, there's a third company <laughs> called like Pokemon Ltd or some shit. <laughs> uh,
0: well, either way, Mario is really the only Nintendo yeah, franchise that Nintendo owned. Franchise
1: that, that sells well. None of them do. I mean, Zelda Zelda sells well, just not well in the, lo- the grand scheme of sure, things. Sure, sure, sure. Like, 8 million units is still a lot, you know? Was that for... um? We I, we broke this down a
0: while ago. We, we went down through all the sales numbers. I think Skyward Sword is 8 million. Yeah, that's the Wii one. No, Twilight Princess was the highest-selling Zelda game, if I recall.
1: But I think that was like 11 or 12. But
0: still, nothing to sneeze at. Well, yeah, when you have 110... 110- million units in the wild i mean you'd hope you'd if you hope
1: you're like well it's not minecraft numbers well like well nothing is no, sorry. no no no
0: no. that's that's totally unattainable and unreasonable to to assume so but zelda i just want to play it right now i have so much work to go do right now i have so many it's nine o'clock oh my god i have done nothing all day i've mario kart hello <laughs> okay all right i mean
1: breath of the wild is the best selling for a period for a launch period they're putting caveats on that that don't really reflect anything Which, that's why I want to wait until, like, the end of the month when we actually get, you know, year-to-date numbers from Nintendo. I'll be very interested to see what their actual sales are. They were hoping to sell 2 million units this month. I mean, they can't be that great. I guess
0: you factor in Wii U sales. We'll see. I imagine they'll probably sell a million units on Wii U, right?
1: You think? I mean... (sighs) Dude, I don't even know. But you think everyone... Most people with the Wii U bought a Switch. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like... Well, literally most can't because most would be more than 7 million people. People who bought a Switch are probably the same type of people who would own a Wii U. <laughs>
0: fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Um, I actually have a few friends
0: who went out and bought uh, Switches that didn't have a Wii U and nor had an interest in a Wii U. Yeah. I you don't doubt that. I mean, look at our friends. Sam, Austin, uh, Guy, no uh, uh, Derek. Didn't have a Wii U. You know about it. It's uh, Part of it, it really is just like... They get that new hardware smell, and it's like, I have to get up in that. And, and the fact that they're not available, people just people are dying to have it.
1: I, I'm dying to have a second one, and I, I don't even need it. It's just because you can't get them. It's a lot more promising to buy a brand new thing instead of buying a new Zelda game for the rotting corpse of the Wii U. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you know, they're the same experience, except for one has a more comfortable controller. Yeah, but like nobody wants to buy a Wii U in 2017. Like, unless you really are dead set on playing all the games that might get ported to Switch in the next year or two, then it's a lot more promising to buy new hardware. Well,
0: it's true. The fact that the Switch is cheaper than the Wii U right now. So, if you can even find a Wii U.
1: Yeah, I was so, going to say, if you can actually buy, like, find one, you could buy it cheaper used at GameStop. You know what Nintendo's doing? They've
0: recalled all of their units and they're selling them as refurbs for $200 on their eBay. That makes sense. I mean, you don't want to have competing shelf space. So, I'm, I've almost considered like, ooh, 200 bucks. That's pretty fucking cheap. Pretty cheap. Gonna have to pick one of those up before they go out. Uh, go out of
1: stock. Don't get a second Wii U. That's a stupid. That's a stupid thing to buy.
0: What happens with my fucking Wii U fails? I've got play the games on Switch when they for they will be. I'm sure there are a lot of games that aren't coming to Switch, and those are the games that you don't really need in perpetuity. I'm thinking the only only realistically the only games we're getting that were on Wii U that we're getting ports of. Mario Kart, obviously, we're going to get a Smash port. That's We're not getting a new Smash anytime soon. It's going to be a port that's probably going to be announced around the holidays. It'll come out next year. I can't imagine the wait till next holiday season, right? For for Smash? Yeah. I can see that being next summer. Next
1: summer? Okay. Or next winter. Yeah. I'm th- Depending on what their slate is, it's for like real new games. Same with like Mario Maker, really, <sighs> if they do a port for that. And I can't imagine it'd be a, a wholly new experience, right? It's got to be a port. Well, how long did it take them for them to get it on 3DS? I don't know, but I think that's
0: probably a little, that's apples and oranges.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that it's different, but it's also going to be different going from one screen to two screen with a different architecture. Sure. So, I mean, I'm sure they've streamlined the process from Wii U to to Switch a little bit with uh zelda but we also don't know because that game's been in development for six years so who fucking knows
0: uh splatoons obviously that's just a that's just a port they just they ported it over and added some new stuff there'll be new um ui in the home screen but that's for all intents and purposes just a port trying to think of the wii u games other than smash everything else is probably going to stand alone on that console maybe yeah but part of the reason too is like the wii u is going to be like the ultimate smash brothers machine Personally, going forward, like even when they they release Smash Bros. on the Switch, the, the Wii U, I can still have two GameCube controller adapters. If they even decide to support the GameCube controllers. If they continue to
1: do 8-player Smash. That's another thing. Will they, will they do that? That's huge, dude. Maybe. I don't know. That's not like a huge selling point for me. I don't really care too much about 8-player or about having 8 GameCube controllers. It's a very rare that I actually have 8 people who... Want to use a GameCube controller, not against using like a Pro or whatever. And at that point, it, the Switch is a portable console. So you, me, and six other people can hang out in a room with our Switches and fucking talk shit and have our own screen. No, I
0: won't. I it won't be playing Smash Bros with a controller that is not a GameCube controller. I did that on the launch of Smash Bros a couple years ago. Is that 13? 14. That was 14. For a 3DS? um Well, I'm thinking about the Wii U one, but yeah, 3DS was a few months prior, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's 2014. Yeah, I we I know you and I, we waited, waited out with a buddy, We the special edition with the GameCube adapter was sold out everywhere, you couldn't get the adapter, mm-hmm. and so we had to go play it with Pro Controllers all night, and that was, that was the first was and fine. last time we did that.
1: I can't do it, man. I can't do it. It was, it was totally fine for me. I mean, there's really nothing about the GameCube controller that is necessary for Smash for me. Like, I'm not using analog triggers for shielding, it doesn't really matter. The sticks are fine. It just something about it, like
0: when I when I'm playing Smash Bros, I, I'm teleported to a, a, a different era, a different mindset. I, I I trying to play it with conventional controllers and a button layout fucks
1: me up. The only thing I do is I rotate the uh, the face buttons so that they closer mimic the ABXY of the GameCube. I should have done that. That's part of the reason that fucks me up. And then I swapped the uh, the triggers and the bumpers or ZLZR and LNR to be closer to the Z button right. being sh- like sh- uh grab and then LNR being shield. So the further back triggers were shield and then the bumpers were, which that was really cool. I really appreciated having control options, having tap to jump off. Oh, godsend. it's it's as Nintendo
0: fans and primarily as Nintendo fan boys. Uh, that we are in a lot of ways it's interesting how nintendo they're like apple fanboys apple is like six years behind the curve on everything and when they finally implement it it's like oh my god thank god oh apple they're the fucking best blah.
1: like nintendo it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of game developers that do that kind of similar stuff you think people who are fans of street fighter are not thankful when capcom finally does one thing right you know street fighter <laughs> fans hate capcom and they hate street fighter yeah, but when they get one thing right, they're like, oh, thank God. Well, it's less of, like, thankful towards the company. and It's more like, fucking finally, you ingrates. Okay, so what you're saying is Street Fighter fans are shit heels that are ungrateful when good things happen. Totally.
0: <laughs> Whereas Nintendo <laughs> fans, it's like, oh, great. Are thankful. You know, <laughs> uh, exactly. And it's like, should we be thankful that they're finally implementing something that we've been doing for a decade or more? Like, oh, man, we had controller options. You know, I'm playing Zelda, and I was thankful to go into the options and see stick sensitivity. Wasn't expecting to see that when I first got that game going. I was like, please, please, God, let there be a sensitivity option, please. And I was surprised.
1: No, this is one of those things that you wouldn't notice if it wasn't there. Like if stick sensitivity wasn't in the game, you wouldn't be like, well, it doesn't have stick sensitivity and knock it against that. You wouldn't remember. You'd be like, oh, it's only because you see it that you're like, man, if they hadn't have done that. No, that would I, have been so shit. Literally,
0: <laughs> that's the first thing I did when I turned that game on. was like, I was like, there better be one here because this is unplayable. Like I'm high sensitivity guy, man. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! I, I play. I play with normal sensitivity when I'm playing in handheld mode, though. Uh, so I can't Just because the, the travel, the travel length of that, the smaller sticks is a little bit difficult to switch back and forth to. Right with, from the pro controller. If Breath of the
0: Wild had an ultra high setting, one step of a very high, I'd be using that. Like it's still not quick enough, but it's manageable. Yeah, I think it's quick enough. Um, but like I said, I'm a high, uh, high sensitivity player and uh <laughs> fuck you it's been a good experience i'm excited to get back into it i gotta i gotta get off of here i gotta get my work done and then i'm gonna hopefully be able to squeeze in a few more hours tonight like i just all i can think about is
1: getting back into it yeah you've um, wasted two hours of my time that i could have spent finally dealing with that dragon wait the one of the one of the elemental dragons
0: yeah who are those guys is it a bad guy no is, okay so no but, spoilers i guess fuck i mean it's,
1: scared I don't the know shit if it's out a spoiler of me. i don't know if it's a spoiler but i'm gonna try some stuff because for the upgrade path for the champion's tunic that you get. Okay. Uh, it says Farash's horn, zero out of two.
0: Is that the, uh, bigotry
1: you looking, motherfucker? Shenron? It's the lightning one. Okay. Great. So, I'm thinking I might have to, I might have to fight this dragon. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Which he is totally, from what I've seen. So he goes up that like waterfall. Right. In the jungle. Then he goes down the waterfall. And then he goes around Lake Hylia and kind of just like swoops around over there. So, I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: I'm (laughs) going to do do something reckless. (laughs) Are you going to try to get (laughs) to a really high point and
1: like land on him? No, because if you get near him, he'll electrocute you. Oh. Shitty. And knocks off whatever you're holding. (laughs) So, what the fuck can you do? I'm thinking I don't know if shoot him in the face. (laughs) How are you going to get to his face? I'm going to get... Not too close. I'm not going to land on him, but i am probably have to float like above him <laughs> and shoot him in the face. God damn it, dude. <laughs> I have to shoot a dragon in the face. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: dude. Uh, they, he it scared to shoot me. I took a bunch of screenshots and I was like, um, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I've done that with all three that I've seen. Uh, uh, I, there has to be a fourth one, right? Like all the elements. There has I, to haven't, be. I haven't seen a fourth element. I mean, I haven't even seen the third one. I've only seen two and I've been on every corner of the map. So well, one of them isn't floating around. But you find him later. See, he's in the water, I take it? Uh, no. Oh, really? Is he, like, chilling? Like, he's stuck in there? Haven't,
1: you haven't been on every corner of the map. You've been to all the towers. But that's a small portion. I, I mean, that's true. I, 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 and I'm also, tr- you don't have any wintry clothing, which probably keeps you from climbing up too cold of a place.
0: No, I've been to the point where my temperature gauge literally drops to the very last bar. But there's another mountain that you obviously haven't climbed to the top of. Um, You know what I'm going to go do now is I'm going to go out to go fucking... Just find <laughs> the iciest bitch I possibly can and climb to
1: the top of it. Uh, I'm just going to say, I hope you have enough arrows when you do that.
0: Um, right now, I'm looking at a couple hundred arrows of, of of you know, got a good variety. A lot of okay. fire arrows right now, like 130 fire arrows. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got a Pona the other day. I, it's something I didn't mention. Yeah, that drops from the Twilight Princess one, right? No, no, from the just the Smash Link. He drops the Twilight set
1: too, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I've
0: got my full Twilight set. I've got my Wind Waker set. Like I said, um, I think I've got all the unique items now except for the Sword of Six Sages. Is that what it's called? Ganon Sword? The Ocarina set. The Ocarina set, you have to use the Ocarina Amiibo. And currently, the Ocarina Amiibo is selling for $75 and you can't buy it new anywhere. So Guess I... Guess what I have yeah, in the box. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, I gotta get that back from Nick. I'm gonna give the shit out of this. That's not a, a PC term. I can't use that term, can I? No,
1: just say white American take. Oh, uh, that's true. I don't want to offend anybody. Sorry, all Native American listeners of our podcast. Well, it's just—it's a term I grew up with. and You
0: don't realize how insensitive it might be. I, I do apologize, but anyway, I because I I went on to try to try to go buy all of the the rest of the Zelda amiibos when I realized how fucking useful they are.
1: Wait, do you have the Sheik set too? Sheik hasn't dropped anything from that. Sheik drops unique uh, wearables. Really? Yeah.
0: She's dropped nothing except for uh, like bows and like food.
1: I saw a little uh, picture breaking down what all the amiibos give you. She
0: drops the Sheik set, okay. Yeah, okay, so I don't have everything yet. I've gotten, I literally have three complete sets of the Wind Waker outfit, but Sheik has dropped nothing and Ganon has dropped nothing. It's a bummer. So, but it, it's been so helpful, just like the food. Like, I and the food that drops um, is unique to the region that you're dropping them in. You get mm-hmm. Like, just some of the little things, you know. Right, um, I love it when you scan the Wind Waker in it. It just drops tons of flopping fish, dude. <laughs> like that's pretty great. <laughs> that's that's been good. I've just been yeah cheating the fuck out of that the last two As days.
1: You would do, of course. Yeah, just been, been grinding that dude, trying to get the good shit. You're broken. Yeah. Well, my next
0: mission is to go uh, try to upgrade some of my armor after I sell all my food. And we're, we're gonna see what happens. I've only just dis- I've discovered two of the fairy princesses or fr- fairy fountain, whatever. Like great <laughs> yeah Jeez. um I, I got my terminology all wackadoodle here
1: anyway it's been two and a half hours well i mean once you edit this down and it's gonna be one hour
0: <laughs> <laughs> that <With> for <hour laughs> 10 hour 12 something like that <laughs> give or take well it's been good though it's been good though i you really you kind of lit a fire under my butt you've like illuminated a number of possibilities for me now i'm like shit part of me was like well not that i've seen everything but i now have like this grasp on this world and then you're like yeah
1: i hope you hope you don't uh Lose the forest because the trees. Like, I hope you don't lose the 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 full grasp of what this game is by being so microscopically focused on certain aspects, like your your certain focus of just getting the towers, and now your your crazy focus of using a guide and getting koroks. Like that just seems like a laundry list, as opposed to coming across them naturally. I'm gonna do. It. There are 900 of them, dude. I am not coming across 900 of these bitches. I've come across almost 100, and I haven't tried. 100 holy shit yeah i've got like 90 92 wow and i'm i haven't even discovered all the fucking areas i've maybe hit like nine eight or nine towers man you really, really been paying even paying attention like half the map yeah so i i you
0: really obvious i haven't you know i i did discover one that was kind of cool and i guess it's the not all, much of, a spoiler. all the little
1: puzzles have been like not hard at all but still like kind of cool and kooky and like one, I was, you know, doing a circle of rocks and then I was going to grab another rock and I woke up a big ass stone talus. I was like, okay, I'm going to fight this guy now. Dude, the talus so. scares me. I haven't, I haven't. The only like sort of weird mid
0: boss in the wild that I fought is a Minox. Mm, yeah, one of the Hinoxes. Um A Hinox, not a Minox, a Hinox. Yeah. Yeah. I fought, I fought that guy, got him down to about half health and then ran out of uh, weapons and arrows. So I just. He just chased me around for like 40 minutes while I just dropped bombs until he ran over them. And I chipped away. Those guys,
1: for me, have been the easiest. There's no payoff. You wake them while you get all their monster drops. I I mean, that was useful later on. Uh, I think they're probably going to be used for upgrading something. Because uh, the other mid-boss that I've fought, the Lionels, those upgrade an item I have now. So, like, there's definitely payoff for... For fighting them. Okay. So maybe I, I just am not seeing it yet because yeah, I fought the
0: thing. I was like, I just got, I was wasted like eight weapons and all my arrows and I got three monster parts and a, um, a traveler's sword and traveler's bow, which like level eight
1: weapons, useless. They drop different weapons. And like, there's one area that they like, there's this mountain region that there's three of them and they each have like a, one of those glowing, you know, this is a, this is a puzzle balls around their neck. Right. And then once you beat them all, then you, find an area that you'd bring them all to and it opens up a shrine then you unlock a shrine so like there's there's different layers i told you when we first got this game is nick i
0: need you to keep me accountable i need to beat this game and inevitably i'm gonna get burnt out trying to do all these things before i even get into the game i need you to keep me on it and keep me honest i'm gonna beat your ass if
1: you don't (laughs) actually
0: do one dungeon before giving up (laughs) uh i'll 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 try to get through one so okay no more questions. It's been two and a half hours. We got to go. But I have more <laughs> questions for you. I need you to tell me more. Okay, well, just boil it down. To ask me like a quick, easy question. So, so are, the, are, the, are the dungeons more combat heavy? Like prior, to, Obviously, they're all pretty puzzle heavy, but there's still been a heavy combat emphasis within the dungeon. Many bosses and tons of mobs and then the final encounter. Is it similar here? Or cause I heard someone say it's way more
1: puzzle oriented in this game. It is way more puzzle oriented. You don't really uh, fight any enemies except for the boss. In the dungeons I've I've played, which are two of them. So I would assume that's the same for all four. I kind of like that. But the puzzles are what you would imagine a shrine would be, but they're way more focused on the beast at hand. Okay. I mean, what's the difficulty curve like? Have you felt it's
0: been adequate? More difficult than you imagined? More in my my level? Like I was talking about with that
1: uh, cube one, not nearly that difficult. Okay. Not Not nearly that obtuse. But it's more exploratory and it's puzzling. It's like you have to find way to solve and then solve it. It's very environmental in a really cool way, which I appreciate a lot. Very thematic. So a little more like a classic Zelda game. Right. So if you imagine like a shrine as like a room of a dungeon in a prior Zelda game, imagine these dungeons as being like five shrines worth and then a boss fight. Okay. Which pertains to the dungeon, obviously. How do the boss fights stack up to prior Zeldas? I mean, as far as, like, difficulty or... Because you don't have that, like, associated item that you would historically have with a Zelda game, which was always, like, the weakness to the boss, you know, In, like, some sort of gimmicky way. This is more just, like, have you learned the combat of this game? And so far from my experience, the bosses have been easier then the harder like mid-bosses that you find out in the wild, like the the more egregiously OP Hinoxes or lionels or what have you, but they're more interesting in how they utilize the environment of the dungeon. So okay. it's more like a classic boss fight in that way, like a Bongo Bongo or like Twinrova from Ocarina of Time, where it's kind of like you versus the boss and the boss arena incorporated into it. So what you're saying is I need to get my ass... Move in and get on one of the first Divine Beasts. Yeah, you should probably do that. I mean, I took on... I talked... Uh, I I hit up my first Divine Beast when I had like six hearts or so. And like an extra fifth of stamina. And I wasn't really too troubled by it. Okay. That's, that's about where I'm at. And I can hold like three extra weapons. So, like, I'm not like coming in super stacked or anything. Well, then maybe I need to emphasize
0: becoming OP a little bit less. And just... Fucking dive in.
1: I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'll probably keep doing my merander, meandering circuitous path and like exploring stuff, but also hitting up divine beasts when I'm like nearby. And then before I take on Ganon, I'll probably do a little bit of a deeper dive. I probably won't 100%. I won't do all the Korok seeds definitely, but I'll, I'll probably do my best to like hit as many shrines as I deem like suitable or before I, you know, lose patience and be like, I'm just going to fight Ganon. And then after that, I'll see how I'm feeling. At some point,
0: just harvest the fuck out of some, some durians and you don't even need to up your hearts. Like, <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Temporary things never really hold too much uh, interest over me, which has been a something that challenges me also is the, the cooking aspect of this game, crafting, you know, foods that make you sneakier or make you frost resistant. It's always interesting seeing that time, kind of ticking down the same as the same time as you use it. It's always kind of tough for me to use. That's one thing we didn't mention is I've actually kind of enjoyed
0: doing the, uh, all the cooking. It's been kind of a satisfying experience. It's a little annoying. There's no fast track. Once you have a recipe, you can't just like hit the hit once on the recipe. You have to go through manually, choose all your ingredients and then yeah, that'd be so nice. Just let me sit at a fire and, and flip through some pages and just automate this. Yep. Totally agree. Um, I think it's just adorable. Uh, and it's sort of a morbid kind of way when you, you kill an animal with an arrow and it turns into a little slab of meat <laughs> or if you like hit it with a fire arrow and it turns into a little, little cooked rack of meat. Or you can just fish with bombs. <laughs> right, right. And just, oh my God, that was real satisfying. I came, I was, I was traveling on this big cliff and I found a waterfall and at the base of the waterfall, it's just a giant pool in the middle of nowhere. Fucking tons of fish. I dropped one bomb in there, dude. And I'll just, boom,
1: float to the top. And I was like, that <laughs> was so satisfying like freaking 12 fish all at once. just like, and then you turn on magnesis and you find a chest at the bottom of that little isolated pond. Right. I love little things like that. Some of the weird little things like that I'm, I'm
0: exploring and like, there's a somewhere I need to go and I can't get there. You know, there's like a, an old, old door hidden in the background where I have to use magnesis and like craft a bridge and I'll be playing and I get stumped. I'm like, I have no idea how to get to where I'm going. And I remember, Oh shit. I have like all these tools at my disposal that I'm not using for hours at a time. And I just, I'm like, I got to look around. Okay. Where's the, you know, where's the little patch of water I can turn into an ice block or Where's the, I
1: swear to God, I've had like 10 minutes where I was trying to cross a river and I had forgot I had cryosis and I was like, or cryonis. And I was like, I, I tried swimming across. I didn't have enough stamina. I tried to like climbing something and flying across. Didn't have enough stamina. It was really early on. Oh, shit. So what I when I, when I do in those
0: situations is I just make little ice blocks and just hop across Yeah, I, didn't, I
1: just didn't think about that. I was just completely brain farted Wait, my entire is, way for 10 minutes. Is that cryonis? Is the ice? Yeah.
0: Oh, what's the stasis? I always don't. forget about stasis, too. I was thinking, can you stop a river with stasis and just, like, still water? I don't think so. Because some of those rivers are, are, are hefty,
1: and they, they pull you along, and there's no fighting it. There's, like... The closest thing I've seen to that is I've seen some shrines that you have to stop like a, a faucet, basically, with stasis. Oh, really? To to like temporarily drain like a pool so you can run across and like grab something. Dude, some of the shrines have been so satisfying. So varied. Yeah, really, really cool little, little puzzles.
0: Oh, shit. This has gone on f- way too long. We gotta get the fuck out of here. I got work to do and Zelda to play, and you've got work to do and Zelda to play. I've got Zelda to play and then work to do. <laughs> And then more Zelda to play. Yes.
1: Right. We're going to record again this week, right? We got to put some in the bank, man. Spank bank. We need to. Yeah, there's been some things that have happened. There's, mostly just us playing a lot of Switch and Zelda. But there's been a lot of like actual game news and we've just missed all of it. Yeah, nothing really matters that much. No, it's true.
0: We've been we've been busy and we're having a good time doing it. So this has been uh, the Consequences say Podcast. We are out of here. We will talk to you next time. I am done talking. Get the fuck out of here chao